In a cinematic era where we feel like we've done everything we can in the horror genre by making generic slashes or not-so-scary thrillers, it's nice to know that there's a director out there like James Wan who is trying to put a unique spin on the tropes we all know and love. Whether it's turning his short film of Saw into a multi-film, multi-million dollar franchise reinventing the gore horror genre, or Insidious becoming a cult classic with the horror fans, or even creating one of the highest grossing horror franchises of all time with The Conjuring Universe. Whether he's in the director's chair or the producer's chair, James Wan has his finger in the horror pie, and he's doing some pretty damn cool things with that. So for the first episode of Monthly Movie Marathon in 2023, Pete and I thought it would be cool to sit down and chat about James Wan's horror films and the legacy he's left on the horror genre on this episode of the Monthly Movie Marathon. It is the first episode of the Monthly Movie Marathon, season three, season dos o dos tres, <laughs> which, uh, which is a callback a call from back. our last episode. Yes. So if you just think we're randomly speaking Spanish, thank you for thinking we're speaking <laughs> Spanish. You've not clicked on the Spanish dub channel of no, the Monthly Movie yeah, Marathon. Yes. No, we're actually talking in two different languages at the same time. Because we're men of the world. We're Bilingual. Bilingual. Yes. Um, but yes, also 2023. <laughs> yes, there is, also, there is also that. But speaking of the throwback, uh, thank you all for listening to the 2022 recap or the Dos Os Dos Dos uh, recap from uh, last week. Yep. Uh, or as I'm sure everyone's had that joke. <laughs> last year. Yeah, last year's uh, bloody episodes. I'm yeah. like, I do. Um, so thank you all for listening to that. Thank you for all sending in your submissions for best movie of the year. That was a fun episode to record. A longer episode than we... Granted, we were like, oh, it'll take an hour. And then two and a half, two and a half hours. hours later, we yeah. were like, oh, we should probably wrap this up. But it's, so, just, it's a testament to how again, much fun we were having. Thank you for listening all the way through. Oh, yeah, I know. Because uh, yeah. we... We don't like to do things in halves. We're like, no, if, no, we're gonna talk, if we're going to talk about a movie, we're going to fucking talk about a movie. And that's why... People join us they every do. month. They do. Or at this point, once every week, because this is the second episode. Right. You lucky, lucky ducks. You lucky bastards. And speaking of lucky ducks. Yeah. Not only do the people get to listen to us this year. What do they get to do, Nick? They get to watch us this year. Hey. On a camera. Um, so sorry if when, like, not, if not what you thought we yeah, looked so like. All of those times that we were talking about on, oh, actually, I don't think we talk about it on this one. We talk about it on... Pop culture essentials. Pop culture where you can find us. Yes. So if you're following us, but for some reason you don't know what we look like, this is what we look like. Um, I may look like a man, but I sound like this. <laughs> and I've got and a face for podcasting. Yeah. So, so um, considering my reviews are all my face for we 60 might, seconds, so apologies. We might say sorry. Yeah. Well, but at the same time, well, that's on you. Let us know in the YouTube comments below. Yeah. Oh, Should we say sorry for how we can't look? Can't wait for a great YouTube comment. <laughs> you guys are always really nice. So this is a little tester. Like yeah. it's a one camera setup. Because... We, we power. We power. We on the we on the bougie. <laughs> yeah. We got a podcast bougie, and it does not account for two cameras at the moment. And that's bougie in a French accent French. because it's budget. Now we're, now <laughs> we're, we're multilingual. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so look, if it sticks around, it sticks around. If you guys like it, let us know. But uh, we thought we'd give you a little taste of our face for 2023. <laughs> because I shouldn't be the only one tasting Nick's face. Exactly. I wanted yeah. to share my face with everyone. As he should. Everyone's a little little nibble, little lick here and there. <laughs> What's a little nibble and lick between between podcast communities? Well... <laughs> That's a, uh, that's a question for another podcast. That's a question for another podcast. Yes. So leading into 2023, yes. the year that will be, yes, uh, we've got a stacked lineup of films. Huge, Huge year of films for everyone. Um, but we should kick it off. We should start. We probably should. With January. We'll start with January. Which makes sense. And there's a little film coming out called Mithrigan. Mithrigan. Uh Or Megan. Megan as, as it's. You should actually known, like as people will be calling it uh, yeah. for the next the coming weeks. So, Mithrigan, aka Megan, is a little Blumhouse Productions film. Uh, if you don't know who Blumhouse oh, are, uh, well, they've made pretty much every, every horror film yeah. for the last. So we've got last. Get Out. Yeah, they won the Oscar for that too. Uh, Halloween, <laughs> Invisible Man, Invisible Man, uh, uh, Insidious. Insidious Chapter Two. I love how we said you should probably know who they we are. Sure, We've just yeah. gone blank. They made a lot. Purge. Yes. The Gallows. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that, out everyone. Of, out of all the fucking movies. The <laughs> I was like, what have I seen? Um, they, they just they they were popular. Or Jason Blum was popular for making dirt cheap horror films. Yeah. That made like five times their budget back. And then they would just funnel that into more yeah. films. And now but he's just become like an, he's become like an institution, really. Ultimately, he's yeah, a yeah. juggernaut of horror. Yeah. But with Blumhouse making Mithrigan slash Megan, there is a story credit on this film. Mm. Not a script, not a screenwriting credit, not a directing credit, but a story credit mm. for Mr. James Wan. James Wan. James Wan, who is... An Austra- he's Australian, he's Australian, first of all. You know, Australian so director. Yay on Australian ex... And he's also killing it, not just in horror, but in Hollywood yeah. in general. Speaking of, his production company, Atomic Monster, has now joined forces with Blumhouse to yeah, make like a to, horror to, super studio. To take over the world. Which is fucking cool. So James won, if you also, well, look, we'll actually properly have answers for this one because we're like, if you don't know Blumhouse, you know, like, if you don't <laughs> no, know James Wan. So fair. James Wan started out, so Saw. Yeah, was his first The original Saw. The original Saw. Um, he Pretty much had nothing to do with the sequels apart from being like based on an idea. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I think friend. he produced a lot of them. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. So we got Saw, we have Insidious, Insidious. we have the, con- the first two Conjuring first two films. Conjuring, but his fingerprints are still oh, all yeah. over it. Yeah, yeah. And then outside of the horror genre, people were like, let's give this guy a chance with, you know, massive Huge budget films. Movies. So he did a little thing called Furious 7, which is arguably the best Furious movie. Yep. And maybe the best Fast movie. And. Too. Aquaman. Aquaman and its forthcoming and sequel, sequel, which comes out December. This year. This year, finally. It's finally, been it's hey. been on the it's been it's been it's jumped, jumped around. around, but we're finally getting it at the we're end of this year. So which will be also the last time we'll see Momoa as Aquaman because we all know that uh, the hierarchy of DC <laughs> is changing and it, not because it, of what old Big Dwayne Austin D, Dwayne Douglas Johnson said. Oh my God, I forgot his name was Douglas. His name is Douglas. <laughs> Douglas. Throw back to the Black Adam episode. Yeah. Uh, so James Wan is just prolific. Yeah. Like he is a name in Hollywood. Tis. Uh, and it's awesome that he's Australian, but obviously got his start in horror and still has his fingerprints all over horror. 
Now, for Megan Mathregan, uh, which is coming out in Australian cinemas. January 12th. 12th, yes, 13th in the States. I think it's the 6th in the States. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sorry, misinformation being spread. I think spread. so. I mean, it feels like a movie that should be released on Friday the 13th. God, that would make so much more sense. But right? I have yeah, a yeah, feeling yeah. it's January 6th. Okay, so yeah. it's coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, and we thought, look... An idea was thrown around for like robot movies in my head. I don't know if I actually verbalized no, that. Well, to you, I mean, you see, you see a movie like Megan, and the most obvious comparison is the Child's Play series because mm-hmm. we have a killer doll, and of you course. think, look, of course, the Child's Play. That's a would love to watch those, but then it's like it's not a Chucky film. No, and I mean, if Chucky ever pops up again in the cinematic world, we'll happily watch more you than know, happy to do. But a then Charles you look at that and you go, "Are there a lot of other killer doll movies out there?" Not really. And then you think killer robots. Yeah, um, I mean, but not in the same, not in the same vein. vein. I will say, have you seen a movie called Chopping Mall? No, Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. No, so it's but about you sec- sold me. So it's about security robots. <laughs> this is a movie from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the security robots are like very weird, like like triangle, like oh, the yeah, wheel. Yeah, yeah. I know, know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they come to life and oh they kill a bunch yes. of teenagers who have decided to like stay behind in the shopping mall, in the shopping mall. Sign me the fuck up. Um, I'm in. And like there's one scene where like this chick gets her head like just like laser beamed and like blows up. It's great. Fuck, um, I'm looking for that. So, stuff, yeah, if you want to see something fun, shopping mall. Okay. Aside from Aside that. from that. We were like there aren't really a lot of killer doll movies that would – make a substantial episode up, like that you could choose a lot of different things. No, no. So we went James, James one, but also James one horror movies, except so <laughs> this is our most caveated episode. Ever. So because we had already done the source, we've done the source in leading up to spiral. We watched all eight. Saw we movies. did. We did. And you can go back and listen to that. And so we thought, let's not rewatch saw. No. And then we've like the Conjuring films. Well, in saying that, The Nun 2 is coming out this year. Very true. And it's coming out in a month where Inside Baseball, we didn't have a movie selected yet. So you may be getting the Conjuring movies this year. But we just thought a lot of people, like they're yeah. Conjuring a very popular film. Hugely popular. So we thought, all right, let's That's grab. That's a franchise yeah. in its own. Yeah. So let's grab James Wan horror movies that are, Probably either like the ones that are lesser, lesser about. known, but also more his. Yes. Like they have the James Wan stamp yeah. over them. So we chose Dead Silence, Insidious, Insidious Chapter Two, and the thoroughly underrated Malignant. Yes, uh, I know a lot of people, all oh, you massive James Wan fans out there, will be like, "Where's Death Sentence?" Not really a horror movie. Yeah. It's I mean, a, it's a thriller. It's an action thriller. And speaking of like, under, like Death Sentence is underrated. Underrated. I, I think it like, was, I think critics unfairly maligned yeah. that movie. Yeah. Because it's pretty fucking cool. It's yeah. like, it's literally modern day Death Wish. Pretty much. So and not it's the, fucking not cool. Not the shitty not the Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis remake. That I paid money to see in the cinema. Same. Um, yeah. Yeah. didn't screen it. So I was no. like, no. And then when they it. don't screen something, you're like, is there a reason for this? And then you see Death Wish and you go, yep. And then you look for whatever cinema has a cheap ticket discount offer. And then I paid and went and saw it. I think I saw it for like $6 at Cineplex. Not Cineplex. What's the other one? I went, oh, I went, yeah, I went to an event. Huh. We very well could have been in the same cinema. Maybe. Did you go on? Actually, like- no, it was me and like, I was, <laughs> it was me and just some old dude. 
Oh, so okay, I'm like, no, it I wasn't actually, Pete. I actually went, well, there was actually people in my Oh, home. really? No, I think I went at like a two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, session, no, yeah. I went at a... At, at a, my peak time. At a, yeah, I went at an adult time in the evening. No, at a normal people time. <laughs> you senior citizen. Fuck. I'm like, ah. So, yeah. So, Dead Silence, Insidious 1 and 2, and Malignant. Mm. Uh, because they're James Wan horror films, he has story or screenwriting credits mm. on most of them. Um, and they just have his sort of print on it. Whereas also Megan Mithrigan, which I'm going to call it for the rest of the, the that's, show. That's fine. D- is being marketed as like from producer James Wan yes. as well. So his name is all over it. Yeah. That is the loose connection. Yeah. That gave us the excuse to go back and watch, and these, to watch movies, these films, which I thought was pretty fun. Yeah. So we will crack straight into it with <laughs> let's let us begin. Uh, 2007 James Wan's follow up to saw dead silence. A young widower returns to his hometown to search for answers to his wife's murder, which may be linked to the ghost of a deceased ventriloquist. Now, when I say that synopsis to you, Pete, do you get excited? <laughs> it's, it's intriguing enough. I, you know, I agree. I absolutely, I'm like, you know what? I could do a fucking ventriloquist, ventriloquist horror film. Yeah, sure. If that, if done correctly, a ventriloquist horror movie could be pretty terrifying. And dolls, like especially ventriloquist dolls. It's creepy as creepy fuck. as fuck. So I'm like, you got a bit of... Bit of, you know, yeah. backing there. Bit of but foundation then, um, laid. But then you watch Dead Silence. <laughs> then you watch Dead Silence. And you realise, and you have a, oh, you done fucked up. This definitely strikes me as the movie, because it was written by James Wan so collaborator, do you know about the, Lee Wan-El. The, do you know about the script, the problems? No, okay, so I'll give my theory. Okay. okay. Well, I don't have a theory, but it, it strikes me as like Saw was a success yeah. and they just had Dead Silence, which they had already written, and they are like, "This is we'll just sell this one. It's cheap to make. But tell me about this. So Lee Winnell, yes, um, who often collaborates with James, James Wan, Wan uh, wrote Saw with him and then obviously went on to write and direct Invisible, Invisible Man. And Upgrade. He has said that... He is so disappointed with the way Dead Silence was basically ripped away from him in the studio process. Uh, he's like, he will never, ever do a spec script again. Right. Okay. So yeah, he was yeah. like, I want to write a script and then I'm going sell to it. sell that. Yeah. Not instead a, of this, which was basically this is the like, idea this of was the like film. the idea. They paid him to write it. So he was like, he's so disillusioned at so right. which, and Fair you enough. can really tell. Oh God. Yeah. That this is like, this isn't James Wan and Lee Winnell. No, I mean it's I, it's more James. You can see James one isms in it. To it, me, the directing yeah, wise, to yeah, me totally, this yeah, yeah. very much telegraphs a lot of malignant. Yes. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. bring that up. Absolutely. Yeah. But you can okay. tell that you can. It makes sense. You can tell that this was like because it is very much so a cheap budget direct to DVD quality sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, but this got a theatrical release and everything. It got a big theatrical release. And because they marketed it as the guys from who made Saw have yeah. made a movie and everyone's like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So Dead Silence on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics mm. score 20%. Yep. Generous, to be honest. Yeah. Audience score 51. Oh, God. But here's the thing, P. And I wasn't, on, I wasn't on Rotten Tomatoes at this time, but in the year 2007, I was 12 years old. Fuck off. <laughs> and when I was 12 years old, little 12, 13-year-old Nick... I hated horror movies growing up. Like I had a genuine fear of horror movies. But once I started, you fucking little pussy. Uh. So I got, 
But I I inundated myself with them. I was like, I'm going to get over this fear and I'm going to watch a shitload of horror films. See, that's how you do it. Scared of something? Face you just, your fucking you just face fear. the fear. Yeah. And now I love horror films. Good. Uh, but I do remember watching Dead Silence and enjoying it because I didn't also didn't have taste in, in, in film. So it was one of those things where it's like, as a 12-year-old and you're watching like the creepy ventriloquist doll movie, which does have a fair few jump scares in it. You, yeah. you say that's a good movie because at that point in my life, horror was based on the fact that jump scares equals scary. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. This is a horror movie for for teenagers. For, I was. Well, for, we'll say I was. I was, was going to say a, like I was just going to be like, this is a movie for dumb children <laughs> <laughs> for absolute dumb for fucks. Um, that's that's 50, a, that's a Pete fair says fifty one percent of people are dumb fucks. This is a fair assessment that I can see. Little tweens, like mm. you know, um, and then obviously movie sleepover, and then obviously because those are probably the people that either didn't weren't allowed to see Saw, yeah, <laughs> see Saw, or <laughs> or then saw Saw, yeah, when it was available to rent, to rent, because on, yeah. this is back in the day when you would rent stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. The video store back on uh, VHS. Yeah. Saw on VHS would be fucking oh, sick. Oh, so cool. We'll try to source that out. Yeah. Anywho. So this is not a good movie. It's not. At all. It's biggest, it's two biggest like strengths. Mm. It's 87 minutes long. Thank God. It's a long 87, but it's 87. Yeah. And as from left field as it comes, I still enjoyed the twist. <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, Oh, that's wild. Uh, like, yeah. it's, I don't think it's good for the story, but I was sitting there and I was like, oh, it's fucking wild. It's very much like one of those things where it's, they're like the twist, like it'll make everybody think this movie is like cooler than it is. Yes. And I also think, especially now you've mentioned like the scripting issues, like with Lee Wan and stuff, they would have been like, hey, you remember that mad twist ending you did in Saw? Mm. Can you do the exact same thing here? Because- if you were to play the twist of the ending of Saw and the ending of Dead Silence side by side, you would be like, oh, this is pretty much the same thing in two different movies. The way the camera moves around, yeah. the score, the way like callbacks are shown and revealed. Yeah. The oh, white he, lo- he loves a fucking callback. Loves a callback. So I will admit, as ridiculous as it is, as it is I did have fun with the twist. And I, so I hadn't seen Dead Silence. Right. Okay. So and it was one of those things like I remember wanting to see it yeah, and I just, and I just never got there. around yeah, yeah. to it. Um, and then um, it's pretty fucking hard to find. <laughs> um, it's not, it's not, rented. it's not streaming. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you can track down like a DVD or a Blu-ray copy of it, but I yeah. certainly wasn't going to buy this. <laughs> the rare um, DVD that would have cost you $37. Yeah. To so I, but I went into this, knowing it had a bad reputation. Righto. And I was watching it and, I mean, very early on I was like, oh, this is painful. Mm. Like, I like Ryan Quanton. Yes. And I think he does the best he can with what he's given. I agree. Yeah, yeah, He's like. I think everyone in this movie is kind of like, no, no, no. I was like, everyone's aware they're in a real shitty movie and they do it. Whereas Ryan Quanton is like, I'm trying to actually like to do something. So, I mean, we'll just say like, it opens up with sort of a classic horror scenario where we've got, you know, the young couple 
Um, and we know that something bad, like we know that shit's about to go down. Because it's stormy night stormy outside. Stormy night. It's like this the really. blue tinge. The blue tinge, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean. Which I, is a staple of James Wan. And for like, so the young couple, which is Ryan Quantin and. Oh, I, I can't remember. I can't remember her name. And I've, she's pretty fucking awful in this movie. Good news, she's not in it for long. No, um, but they, but they, they get a doll like a ventriloquist doll delivered to them, but they don't know who it's from. Yeah, it gets left at the door. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like that is creepy. It's creepy. That's but they just weird. like they're like, oh, what a lovely little. Prison. They just bring it in. She then starts to play with it like what it's I've a, always wanted. Like, and she's like, she's like, thinks it's like a fucking kid. Yeah, she's then puts like a pillow under her stomach to be like. Oh, look at me. Like, it's fair. Like, I mean, it's odd. It's odd it's because odd. I'm like, you're a grown woman. Yeah. And you're acting like a fucking teen, like a fucking little girl. And she, like, you know, she sits the doll up on the bed and puts pillows behind it. I'm yeah, like, she props it up. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and it's like, and it's not like it's a cute doll. No, no. It's, it's like a, a, a ventriloquist ventriloquist doll. But then, so naturally, we know, okay. This is going to go badly. Ryan Quantin goes out to get, I think, like, Chinese food. Is that what he goes out to Something, get? Something, yeah. He comes back. Crime scene looking. I will you know. say this, though. The lead up to her death, James Wan does tension he so does well. He does tension well. He needs to lay off fucking music cues. I'll say that much. Yeah, because, oh, well, I mean, he heavily relies like, on an insidious, definitely. Yeah, later on. But, um, he, but, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. you know something bad's going to happen because he puts that, like, high pitch stringy like and then you get like you know the shots of like the doll will be like behind her she'll walk past the he doll loves a and door then, and then when she comes back or hallway. yeah and then when she comes back the oh, doll's like slightly moves, moved yeah and i'm like in any other situation normal people would see the doll move and just go fucking up no like, i'm out of here see and then they everyone's just like and she's just like oh i must have just like i must have left your head that way it's like no <laughs> The doll's head turned. turned. Yeah. And you, you get out. are so like enamored, enamored with this thing. I love my doll. But like I, the, the build up to the kill is good. And yeah, yeah. And then all we see is her walk towards and the way the camera like shaky moves towards mm. the doll. I was like, okay, you're building up some good tension. And then it's just a shot of her under the sheets and the doll doesn't have like a demonic face or anything. No. Just attacks her. Gets her under the sheet, and then it's her struggling under the sheet, and then Ryan Quantum comes home. You can home. tell it's like you can. It's a very lackluster kill for yeah, the build up, but you can tell it's kind of like an R-rated movie that they were like, "Now nah, let's muted this thing down to PG thirteen. Yeah, I I reckon I feel like they would have just gone PG thirteen from the start. Well, apparently there's an oh, alternate. There an, uh, there's an alternate cut oh, that has is. a lot more like gore and stuff because it is it is a very and that goes for like all the kills in this movie. Mm. It is always a disappointing and then like climax to the build up. Because then like the reveal of their like body- having sex with me. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> then the reveal is obviously their mouth is like ripped open and their tongue's been like ripped out, and which stuff. is actually so. Yeah, the image that is cool, the yeah. image of their dead face it's is fucking is cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at the Brutal. same time, you're like, that's what happens to every single person. So after a while, you're just like, you're all we're going to see is like, oh, God, they're fast. I do like when we see the, I, I think it's one of the men who get killed and they use that like old timey fucking camera to take the photo of him in the morgue. Do you remember? Oh, you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But I'm like, also, what era are we in right yeah. now? Um, but I think 
One of the things that like really, really pissed me off about this is that, and it's like in Insidious and Malignant, it's like the reactions are much better. But in this film, like Ryan Quantin naturally is the main suspect in his wife's murder yeah, because course, he comes home, he's the last there, person yeah. to see her. He yeah. says when he comes home, he hears her voice because the ventriloquist dummy is like all that sort of shit. Which could be, could have been used this could so have been much utilized, more. Yeah, yeah. Could, like that is the best part is like, knowing that it's basically stealing people's voices. voices. Yeah. And he then is like let go because they've got no evidence, like nothing no evidence concrete. They've killed but him. he just, he's momentarily upset. Yeah. And, and then, then it goes on to him like invest, like I was like, you don't want to mourn. Like I get that in films they move things along. But there's no, but, but like, we, even we, one scene. We literally don't see him like. Break down, break down. Oh, he's he's like, yeah, immediately yeah. like mm. he's immediately talking about solving her murder, talking about yeah. dot. Like it's like, dude, like like you you put you've, pieces together way too yeah, quickly, and, you and ju- you like just, you, your wife's just been like mutilated. Like maybe like we could have done like a you know have him break down, and then do like a three months later or something. Yeah, right, you know, exactly. like it's all you need. Or but, and like or have someone send something else to the door that would be like oh this is what's gonna yeah. you know progress um, the mission so with. like because then he goes and visits his parents yeah well sorry visits his dad and his stepmom who is significantly younger who's played by Amber Valletta, Valletta who yeah. if you've seen what lies beneath oh yeah she is the ghostly woman who looks like kind of resembles Michelle Pfeiffer oh yeah so that's fair yeah. not the worst person to resemble. So she's there. Ryan Quanton's like, you know, my real mum. I will say it's weird. Like when she opens, like obviously he says that she, like when she opens the door and she's like, it's so great to see you again. You're like, who is this? Who the fuck are you? And yeah. then you realize and how she's like, oh, I've never, and she's like, she never met him. Yeah. And it's classic exposition dialogue of like, the I know, like, of, like, yeah, yeah. of like, I know that I married your dad, like all that yeah, sort yeah. of shit. And you're like, all right, cool. So cool, she's the stepmom. And like, for, for everything that we learn at this point seems like a lovely woman. Very lovely lady. Always, you know. Always standing behind standing the dad. Standing behind the dad for some reason with a hand on the back, you know. Yeah. Just but hey. Which admittedly you, you don't, don't pick you up, don't up pick on. Up you on. don't pick up on that at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. But then we learn, you know, there's fucking daddy issues and stuff and he's Ma- massive, massive, daddy, massive daddy, issues. daddy issues. And Maybe that's why I like him so much. Ayo, Quantum uh, <laughs> daddy issues. I will say I've actually met Ryan Quantum and he's, oh, he's like, lovely? he's actually like the loveliest. I'm sh- I reckon he is. Yeah. I remember I was a big fan of him. Like when I worked at Blockbuster and I would watch a lot of his movies. Yeah. And I was like, he seems like he came to the Brisbane premiere of, is it Red Hill? Yes. Yeah. So he came to the Brisbane premiere of that film. Fuck, that's a good it's movie. A good movie. That's a great movie. So I've seen that in so yeah, long. So he came to the Brisbane premiere of that and I met him and- I said, like, I was, uh, you know, I spoke to him about the film and mm. I said, like, I'm really, really excited for it. And I said, like, oh, you know, I'll, he's like, and I sort of jokingly was like, I'll give you a good review. And he was like, no, he's like, no, if I'm shit, tell me. And I was good like, man. oh, I was like, that's good, really man. cool. And I mean, just really super, like, just a cool guy. super, yeah, yeah. So we love Ryan. We Quentin. love Ryan Quentin. Even though we don't love this movie. No, but that's not um, Ryan Quentin's fault. So... There's this scene with his dad is so fucking long and it is so boring. Yeah. It's literally about 10 minutes of exposition. Yeah. Setting up the fact Just that like, like their, their relationship, they don't have a good one. No, no. Yeah. And then that someone a long time ago in their family had like a fucking curse on them or some mm. shit. And that's when we sort of start getting 
the flashbacks. Yeah. They sort of begin around yeah. this time. And long story short, because this movie does not need to be told in intricate detail because no. there is not no. many intricate We've already probably spent far too long on this movie. Basically in the like 1910s or the 1920s, there yeah. was a ventriloquist lady called Mary Shaw. Called Mary Shaw who Also, was, I'll just quickly say yeah, the yeah. fact that they fucking recite the poem like oh it's something God. like it's something yeah, that like everybody should know. I know. It's very weird. It's very weird. <sighs> she was a ventriloquist and she was stealing little boys. Yeah. Basically. Basically. And demonically stealing their voices. Mm. And it was to stay young, wasn't it? It was to stay young. Something and, like that. And what I what annoyed me about this. So I'll admit that scene. Yes. Where so she's um performing to a bunch of like to an audience and she's mm. got the ventriloquist dummy, uh, Billy, I believe is the name. Yes, yes. And the kid in the audience is like, it's fake. I can see your mouth moving. And you can actually see her. Like, yes, little Henry. I wrote this boy's name She's down. slightly moving her mouth. So it looks, so it looks like it looks like a legit ventriloquist. Yeah. But then she starts talking and the doll starts talking at the same time. And you're like, what the fuck and is you want going the fuck? on? But as I've, but then they kind of. As you find out. But then they kind of just like, but they also then kind of disregard that. And they're like. It's weird. Oh, hey. Cause, Cause you kind of think, oh my God, the doll's actually alive. But then they go and be like, no, it's actually not. Because they're that's like, what I thought initially. Yeah. I thought, I thought that it was too. Like the soul of the last boy or whatever is like jealous that this boy or. Yeah. Angry. And I was but, like. But then they were just like, oh. but then I've, I, cause I. Yeah. read about this film yeah, of course. and yeah, they were yeah. basically like, no, it's, she's just that good at being a ventriloquist that she's learnt to do both voices at the same time. So I'm like, oh, so this potential to even have the doll be actually alive right. is just then gone. gone. So then it takes away, it's weird because it takes away a supernatural element yeah. that you could have had because there still is a supernatural oh, element yeah, to it. Yeah. Like she is taking the voices, putting them in inside of her. Yeah. And she's doing the voices. And she's like, and then she's like, and then each, there's like a hundred dolls. Oh that my are God. Out yeah. There. I will say that. That acts actually. That shot's fucking cool. Yeah. And I know I'll say this as well. Visually, there is a lot of cool stuff happening mm. in this movie. And there is a lot of James Wan isms. Yes. Throughout. One of my favorites is, uh, after he buries the doll. So Ryan Quanton buries the doll. He's like, fuck this, which is the smartest thing you could do. Yeah. All of a sudden there's like a little ghost. He gets in his car. There's like a little ghost doing the classic run pass. Mm. And James one does this really cool thing where every time a ghost run past, it like crash zooms into Ryan Quanton's face, yeah, yeah. but at different angles. And I was like, that's cool. It's got this like 1980s horror vibe. Yeah, to yeah. It. There's some really cool stuff. Uh, happening there, but then and then the jump scare of the doll being at the window. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like yeah. it's it's effective. Um, one thing we did forget to mention because in that scene with the hundred dolls, yeah, there's a police officer with yeah. Ryan Quanton, played by our boy <sighs> Danny Wahlberg, who went on. Oh, he would have at this point he, already, he done already, Saw he already done Saw Two. With uh, with James and Lee. Boy, oh boy. So I so when you so Nick. Yep. Messaged me saying <laughs> dead basically being like dead silence is rough. I was like, it's it's not easy to watch. And then when I started watching it and I messaged him and I was like, Donnie, Donnie I, was like, I was like, Donnie Warburg is annoying the fuck out of me in this film. <laughs> and and Nick was like, Oh, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get better. And he's <laughs> like and I think I like, as we said, everyone's aware that they're in a shitty yes. campy horror film. Yeah, yeah. So he's he doesn't get he's a going. Shit. In. Like he's he's 
always shaving his face. That's what I don't understand. I'm like, is this meant to be, I was like, is it meant to be some kind of like piss take on like old school, like detectives who are always I like. I don't remember those movies no, where they're all like, it's an electric razor. It's an electric and razor. it's like one of those just small ones where you just do like a quick yeah. buzz like, around. I feel like it's meant to be like, 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 you know how like <laughs> detectives are always like, so like got a disheveled and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, they never get any time to He's sleep. Shaving on so the I go. feel like. I feel like in like old detective movies, they briefly do that, but he's, right. but he's carrying it with him. <laughs> like, and he does it at the most random. He does it like Ryan Gosling comes like in, home. Yeah, he'll be Johnny like Wahlberg sitting there and like does the classic like detective in the lamplight sort yeah, of shit. Yeah. And then he's just like, talking. Yeah, he's like, like, yeah. So he's like, he's like broken into, he's like in Ryan Quantin's house, <laughs> sitting in the dark, Waiting for Ryan Quantum to come home no and then starts sense. shaving. It makes zero he even, he sense. Like, and then look, look, spoiler. Donny Warburg dies, he as does. you expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then naturally, so and then they can't. They have to give us one final shot. So after we see his dead body, we see the razor, <laughs> like shaking on the ground. It's he's like, like one, one last shake. <laughs> it's he's so he's so bad in this sake. film, but he makes it like. And he, Morbidly like, entertaining. It's like, it's like you, it's a so bad, it's good. Yeah, you, you that, like yeah. you watch him going, "What is like, what is your choices here?" And you go, "Did James one tell you to do this?" Like, <laughs> this is a character choice. No, no. I love. I like think Donny Wahlberg rocks up and he's like, "Nah, I got an idea." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "What?" He's like, "Shaving." What do you mean? All, All the, the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Well, yeah. shit, this, this if you don't, can't yeah. get worse." If you don't so like, if you don't like it, you can talk to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> that was I feel like that was all right. That was, that was right. good. That that's was probably, that's probably more Mark than that's Donnie. Good. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, so look, speaking of the hundred dolls, we'll get. So they ultimately find out that they have to kill each doll. Each doll because she's get, she's inside she's, of each, which doll. is in questionable CGI. Oh, very questionable yeah. CGI. But so Mary Shaw lives inside these dolls, and they have to destroy them all. Um, but the dolls fight back to an extent. Well, Mary Shaw fights, fights back, back to an extent. Um, it's a very lackluster finale because, yeah, because it's like you're watching dolls get shot. shot and you're like, oh, and then, okay. And then because like, you're like, you only got so many rounds in your shotgun. So then he's I brought a hundred. So then he's just like, oh, we'll just burn them. And you're like, yeah, oh, well, there you go. So he burns them and you sort of think, but you know, like, you know, like yeah. it's burnt and then it has like, there's like, you know, Johnny Warburg's. Yeah. He's dead. Ryan Quentin's sort of like, walking out of this old house with like the fire and you sort of just go, I know that you want us to think this is the end. Yeah. But I know it's not. But it's not. Because we are then gifted the twist. The twist. So. A twist that, yes, both of us, I mean, I certainly didn't see it coming. I don't think the movie does a lot to no. make this apart, twist Apart obvious. from the fact that like Amber Valletta stands behind the dad. Yes. But it's not stand. And, and also almost. And she's retrospectively you can go sent Ryan on this mission to, yeah. to actually destroy the dolls. Yeah. So Mary Shaw can live through Amber Valletta. Well, yeah. basically, cause she's a descendant, right? Is yeah, that what it is? I like, think so. I yeah. think. And if we're wrong, that's how fucking. Yeah. We didn't pay attention. Is. Yeah. Amber Valletta is also a ventriloquist. Oh my God. Who's been using the dad as a real life puppet. With a fucking, I will say the shot where his back is like opened up and it's the stick that she's using. 
And then you can see like her throat, like her mouth is closed, but like her throat is mm. talking like a ventriloquist. Like it, like, and I'm like, I'm sure they would want it to be like, oh, now you have to go back and watch it and see. But you go, you no, don't. don't. You go, you don't worry because then they then yeah. show you all of the shots that yeah, she was <laughs> to show that she was doing it. This is no knives out situation where you get more on a second yeah. viewing. Like this is like the twist yeah. shows you everything. Yeah, they're just like know. so. Just in case you missed it, because you probably did. And they, so, yeah, quick. Quick cuts, quick flashbacks, and you're like, oh, my God, this twist. Oh, my God, it's so incredible. Um, The one thing that I applaud James Wan on doing in a a lot of his films. Yes. He loves an unhappy ending. He loves an unhappy and a big supernatural ending. Yeah, so I at least applaud the film for sticking to to the fact that, oh, just because, you know, we've we've had this twist where – She's a ventriloquist and she's the dad's been a dead dummy the entire time. Mm. Um, you sort of think, oh, but Ryan Quentin will overcome this. Yes. He will he will destroy her. Yeah. No. 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 That is actually now you bring it up, yeah. James Bond does love a attack like a, not yeah. attacked on, but like a this isn't really over sort of ending. Because mm. I was I was literally just singing then. Like his happiest ending is, is the malig- con- or malignant sort of. Actually, I've written a note about the ending. Oh, like, okay. Uh, Conjuring 2, where it's yeah. the I can't help falling in love with you ending. Yeah. But the scene just before that is that fucking great shot of just the chair where the old man ghost mm. was sitting. Yeah. And it's just this real unsettling pullback yeah. shot. And you're like, mm, there's something, something going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right. He does love a, an unhappy ending. Yeah, um, because Ryan Quanton, yes, he dies. He dies. And he's... Sent to a pretty horrible fate because he becomes becomes a, a doll. ventriloquist doll. Yeah, which is a pretty cool shot as well. It's like, a cool shot when you see like his face done up with like the the the, 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 the cuts, cuts in, in there mouth. to make his mouth move, um, yeah. and then it sort of shows you all of his family, and it's yeah. kind of like Mary Shaw's um, her. She's finally like I guess her her vengeance has come to, come to rest. To She's rest. like, yeah, this yeah. family is now destroyed. destroyed. The family who, yeah, yeah. fucked over. Yeah. Um, so. There was, um, I read about, there was an alternate ending. Oh. Which pretty much, it's the same. Like That was a massive thing back in the 2000s, yeah. hey, like alternate ending horror movies. Yeah. Um, and it it pretty much ends where this, roughly the same, like, but apparently you see, um, She's reading, like, I think Amber Vallette is, like, reading a story or something. Mm. Um, and Ryan Quanton's, like, I think he's, ac- I think you sort of see him, like, actually as the doll uh, more so, I think. Okay. Um, but maybe they were keeping that for Dead Silence too. Well, funnily enough, there was plans I'm for more, sure. but um, this film didn't do very well at the box office. It did office. not do well at no. all. No. Made for $20 million, which was... Oh, that's generous, isn't it? More that's a than lot what, of cash. Um, and made 22 worldwide, so which means in the States it did not No, bring it's in. technically a flop in it. Yeah. Interesting. In it, though. In it. Yeah, well, that's dead silence. I'm glad we started on that because now we get to jump up a level. Yeah. 2010 Insidious. Insidious. Inside of us. Inside of you. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good movie. I love that movie. So, Insidious 2010, directed by James Wan, a family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in a realm called the Further. Funnily enough, that yes. was the original name of the film. 
Okay, I'm glad they didn't do that mm. because the further is kind of revealed like reveal. like in the halfway, like halfway through the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Insidious is pretty highly regarded. Mm. A lot of people love it. That it has quite. I don't know, quite a stay within horror culture. Obviously the infamous Darth Maul demon jump scare is like regarded as one of the best jump scares of all time. Yeah. Um, it's genuinely creepy movie mm. at points. I, I loved it when I first saw it and I really loved it again, rewatching it's, it. And it's also like a success story in terms of how James Wan makes these Incredibly low budget films. Oh god, yeah. But so this was makes ma- them on like a massive this, scale. This yeah. was made for a million dollars. Get fucked. This was really? one million dollars. Filmed and Dead Silence was twenty. Filmed in like three weeks. Holy shit! So it was like I think it was like March to April they made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. September two thousand ten it premieres at it premieres at Midnight Madness at Toronto. Oh, and then everyone's all over. And it. then apparently within like a day it gets. Sold like Holy for its rights and everything, and then I think April 2011, it's actually like properly released, released. and makes like a hundred million dollars. Wow! So it's like wow! So it's like as you know what genuine success, story. rightfully so. rightfully so. Because yeah. this is a great fucking movie. So I think it's great. Yeah, you think it's? I think it's great too. Great. Yeah, critic score sixty six percent, which I actually understand. I understand because yeah. it. It's a weird horror movie. It's a weird horror movie. It like it. It's not conventional in any sort of way. It like sorry. It, there's conventions to it, but like but it does. It's it, a grand idea. Yeah, and it does sort of lean into sort of very like you know when we'll talk about it later. But when yeah. it goes into the further, like that's some weird shit. That's in some there. weird shit, and that's kind of what I love the most. About yeah, it. like it again. Like uh, this, a lot of this to me, malignant. I can see, see so much yeah. of where he goes. Uh, audience score 62%, which is interesting because- Yeah, do you considering, know what? considering Dead Silence isn't much lower than that. No, yeah. And I, it's one of those ones where I'm like, do people only remember it because of the Darth Maul jump scare? Mm. Which, and I say Darth Maul because the demon looks like which, Darth Maul. on rewatch was not the- one of the jumps- was not one of the jump scares that I reacted to the most. No, I can, I can picture in a cinema- for the yeah. first time watching oh, it. First time. I get it. I get it. But there are some great but there visual. Are, there are two that. Okay. On con- Like I've rewatched this film a few times. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times as well. Um, yeah. But there are two that always, always get me. Which are? Which are um, the face behind the crib. Well, that's a great fucking and joke. What I love yeah, it, yeah. And what I, I love, love that about one. that is that you see it first. But it's you, kind of yeah. it's kind of like the conjuring where the where the woman's on top of the cabinet. The cabinet you do and you see it, see it yeah. first, and then the music cue comes in yeah. later. So this yeah, yeah. one, he's standing right behind the crib, right, right and Roseburn walks in, and it's and then she and then you hear the music cue, and, and the she goes, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah." And then the other, I do love that. and then the other one is the walking on the. Oh my balcony. god! Okay, so that's my one. That's yeah, my, yeah. my that's, favorite jump scare. Fuck, that gets me that's every great. single fucking time, and it's the same demon. Which is yeah. basically like he's like a bouncer. He's like a bodyguard, yeah. basically. He kind of like, he kind of looks like a more human version of the sinister, sinister one. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. and that jump scare Pete's talking about, which is great. So Rose burns in bed, and outside, out the window, the demon's just walking which, back and which forth. Which in itself is terrifying oh, because it's so at this point in the film, she's like, "There's something trying to kill yeah, us." Yeah. Like she's unhinged. Yeah, Patrick Wilson's it's, like, "Ah, oh, we'll be fine." 
Yeah. She's like, no, no, something's trying to like really get out. Fucking hurt us. And yeah. she's there, and all you hear is just the footsteps on the balcony, and you see it walk walking from forth. like right to left. And she's like, and then when it does a it does a left it does, to right, it does back. And then I think and it then does, when it goes to walk back through, it's in, in the, the house. fucking room. And oh, like, and because like, it's because it like doesn't. I mean, it builds up to it, but it's like you only get him walking twice, and he's yeah. outside, and you sort of think. Oh, he's outside. Yeah, like yeah. you don't expect him to, to immediately like, inside. Immediately inside. And it's, then also the loud strings. Oh, fucking. They, as we said, he <laughs> loves mu- he lo- music is used a lot in this. Yes. Sometimes yes. it's used unne- unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh whether it's not used unnecessarily mm. is the opening titles. Oh which so good. I, I had the like I was watching this the other day. I watched I had this, it. I watched so this, loud. I watched this really loud. And I too. had to, I was like I was concerned for my neighbors, but this is also like nine o'clock in the morning, so yeah. I was like oh shit, I turned up. But like it's a great opening scene where we sort of get an idea of like the layout of the house. Yeah, and it's an awesome shot going down a hallway where we see the demon, the old lady in the veil, mm. and the camera slowly pushes towards her. She's smiling. She's got like a little candle underneath her, mm. and it cuts to black, and then it's insidious in big red letters. And it's and like this, this loud oh. strings, just it's horrific. And so. it's like, and that sort of catch catches you off guard. It does. It really does. So you're yeah. sort of just like, oh shit, I'm in for it now. Yeah, absolutely. You're on edge straight away. I mean, and like this film is conventional in terms of, okay, it's, well, it's initially conventional because it doesn't take long for the haunted house side of things Elements, no, to, no, to come that's into it. it. Yeah, yeah. And you sort of, we've been, we've been sort of programmed to go haunted house. Okay. Um, Doors are opening, creaks and crevices area uh, everywhere. We hear voices, little boys laughing, little ladies whispering. And like Rose Byrne does the smart thing of like, let's get out of this fucking house. Yes. Like she's like, I don't. They've just moved. They've just moved in to this new house. And she's like, I don't like it. Let's move. It's Rose Byrne, Patrick Wilson. And they're three boys. Yeah. Uh, Two boys and a daughter. Oh my God. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, So it's a baby. Yeah. That's why Callie. Callie. Um, I only know that because they say the name all the time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so she does the smart thing of like, I want to move. I want to leave because by the time all this shit goes down, their son has fallen into what they're told is a coma. Well, yes, because we see see him as the audience go up to the attic. He's attracted to a noise in the attic. Uh, He goes to pull. There's a... um, it's like set up earlier on where yeah. Rose Byrne accidentally breaks one of the rungs on a ladder. ladder. He goes to step and it falls back, hits his head. And I do like, I do like how that scene is done because each, like he keeps going he on keeps stepping and Cause you're not entirely sure which well, rung it is because it's the nail in a quiet place. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. You just don't know. So when. he keeps stepping up, to, like up further. He, he's trying to like pull the, mm. the lever for the light. And then it's like, oh, he's just too short. <laughs> and then, you know, he step up to the next one and you sort of go, oh. Yeah. So then he finally steps on it and he falls down and hits his head. Yeah. And you sort of think nothing of it because he's he's fine. He's fine. And it kind of feels anticlimactic because you're like, oh, there's nothing happening in this. Yeah, like no, nothing happens. Not at the moment, no. And then he just doesn't wake up. Yes. And the doctors are like, there's he's, like no like, brain bleeding. Yeah, like there's he's no in a, trauma. He's in a coma, but we just don't, we just know, don't know why or how. Um, so they, it's eventually like they bring him home on like, you know, have to have the tubes in him and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And 
Like, so Rose Burns already, like, this house is basically, like, put my son in a coma. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. She's like, we need to fuck off. But then more and more crazy shit starts happening in the house and she's like, I want to leave. Yeah. And they, Patrick Wilson's like, well, I don't think we should. I think this mm. is, I think you're just over overreacting. Not overreacting, but, but like, yeah, he basically insinuates it without saying yeah. it. Yeah. And then uh, Barbara Hershey, who oh, plays um, Patrick Wilson's mum, yeah. uh, she comes in and she's like, oh, I've seen this before. She has a lot of dialogue that she says lines that no one ever really says. It's like vague stuff. Not even Patrick Wilson is like, yeah. what the fuck's yeah. going on? She's and like, how do I know this? Because I've seen this before. Like yeah, it's very yeah. like, you know. On the nose. Yeah. And Dalton's on a feeding tube and shit. Like this. It's yeah. like three months. They do a three months yeah. later cutaway. See how easy it is to do a three months later Who cutaway? Thought? And then he, so he's like in a fucking full hospital bed. Yeah. And Barbara Hershey's being very cryptic. Weird shit's still happening in yeah. the house. We get the demon in the crib jump scare, which is great. Uh, little boy running around, um, tiptoe in the tulips. Oh, that fucking song. <laughs> which is now sort of like, it's sort of synonymous with horror stuff. Like yeah. on TikTok, it's that huge. Like if you're watching a weird, creepy video, it's tiptoe through the tulips. It's, it's, it's awful to listen to because now the vo- it is. Yeah, because yeah. the voice is so like off kilter. And-, and so there's all this weird shit happening around the house. I will say, yes. I. I only noticed it watching it this time. Yeah. When Rose Burns in the house and she sees the little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the shot where he's facing the wall? He's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that from the first I, time I watched I'd it. Yeah. See, I'd but miss- there's so much of that in yeah, this movie. Yeah. There's so many just hidden. Yeah, like it's great. Like she's demons, yeah. like it's before she sees him. It's when she goes outside. She's like she yeah, walks yeah. out. She walks like through the um like the laundry. Yeah, and you can see, and it's like. You're not, it's one of those things where if you don't see it, you don't miss anything. No. Because the camera's like following her, but in the corner of the room. It's for those who, when you do catch it, you go, oh. But in the corner oh. of that room, yeah. you see the back of him Ooh, facing the wall. Little demon boy. And it's one of those things where you sort of go, did I? Yeah, what was that? Like, and then she walks outside, looks in, and, and she go, sees oh him, my. sees him like You're dancing in the with laughing that fucking, and with stuff. That fucking yeah. song. And then when she like goes back to look in the other window, he's gone, gone there. Like it follows him around the it's house. It's very, very, very. Then effective. he's in the closet. Then he's in the closet. That's and fucking a good jump jumps scare. out at her good and laughs. Jump scare. And this is when she's like, "Oh my god, I'm crazy." <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. She's poor host burn in this yeah. movie. And um, Renee. poor Renee. And then we get Barbara Hershey introducing us to um, Lynn Shay. Yes, because we get a little flashback about uh, Josh, who's played by Patrick Wilson, yeah. about him potentially going through this. So what we realise is that Dalton is able to astral project. I fucking love that, to be honest. I'm like, it's not just for the charmed, which is... No, no, or just in Doctor Sleep as well, there which is used oh, really well in Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, so fucking um, So, yeah, little Dalton can astral project. He is able to be conscious outside of his body and he we have been told because Lin Shay is a medium who talk can talk to him he just thinks they're dreams yeah he has no idea so, he possesses this power and it's like he's basically been like doing he's, it for he's been doing ever. it for ages and yeah, he like yeah. draws about it yeah little and then it's like and then it finally like Patrick thing. Wilson like <laughs> looks at the paint the pictures and is like oh how he's like I had a dream where I like looked at myself and yeah. then I flew away and stuff. So he's like, so Patrick Wilson goes, oh, he's been like telling me this the whole, whole time, time and I've just been too much of a 
dick to notice. There's some little little breadcrumbs laid early as well because when Rose Byrne at the beginning of the film is looking through photo albums, there's no photos of Patrick Wilson when he's a child. And he always talks about the fact he can't really remember anything before he's like six or seven years old. Yeah. And it's and, all laid these foundations down and Barbara and then, Hershey. Yeah, and then when Barbara Hershey finally sees like it's the, uh, same. It's the kids, Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson, and she, and she just says, I can't believe you got him to pose for a photo. Yeah, right. And, yeah, you sort yeah, of, yeah. and it's sort of one of those like, like what's and then on? like that line and you just sort of just go, yeah, actually. like Because then at the beginning of the film, Rose Byrne goes, oh, there is no like photos, photos of, of your dad, you know. So we get before, just before Lin Shay comes around, we get the, um, the scene, that scene, the demonic, the Darth Maul demon in the background where she's basically explaining it's like, you were doing the same thing Things, when you were yeah. a kid, Josh. Like we, we were so worried about you yeah. because you would go away in your mind for so long mm. and things were coming back and, mm. and we had the same sort of haunting. And she goes, I remember the demon. I remember what you saw. And Josh goes, what, what did it look like? And that's when she looks and behind is the demon and she screams and yells. And she's like, I fucking need Lin Shay, who is a, Badass, like I fucking love Lin Shay in this movie. She's just, she's so sweet. Yeah, she's so unassuming. And then she's like, but we're also gonna fuck up some demons. Yeah. Like, I would love to see her team up with like Ash from the Evil Dead. Like, that <laughs> would be a fun fucking team up. But then, old mate uh, Lin Shay sends her two boys, Specs and Tucker, Lee Wan L and uh, Angus, Samson. Angus Samson, Australian comedic Who, engine, um, which just made me want to watch. Thank God you're here, to be honest. Um, they are the comedic relief, yeah. which I will say and will bring up in another film this episode. James Wan doesn't always do comedic relief well in his films. No. There are times where it works naturally mm-hmm. and there are times where it's incredibly forced. Mm-hmm. Specs and Tucker are on the cusp of both for me. There are things they do that I've, I find their chemistry really fun. They do provide levity in some really intense scenes. It just happens a bit too much. Yes. Just a bit too like, much. In, like everything like, they like, say is like, a joke. Like if this happened in real life, yeah. you wouldn't be making any jokes about it. No, no, God no. Like you'd be like, can you just shut the fuck up and like, save my son? We're trying to save that kid who's been in a be, coma for three months. Like that'd be great. And they're just, you know, out there and they're doing like, I can't remember if it's this is in the first or the second film, but they do like the bear ninja Whatever, that's like the f- their that's rock the f- papers. That's is, the first. It's film. I think maybe it might be the second one. But they just they're just intentionally awkward dudes who are yeah. saying like the inappropriate thing at the inappropriate time. Angus Sampson's character, I think he's he's Tucker. That's right, because Specs yeah. is wearing spectacles. Is always like eating a hot pocket sort of thing. Like, yeah, it doesn't always work. No, like yeah, yeah it's one of those <laughs> things where, like, yeah, like one or two jokes, well timed. Yeah, would. Could, would really sort of nicely offset all of the shit going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. But they're always it's, trying to go it's for always it. On. And it's just like, mm. But they do do some cool shit. Yeah. Their technology is fun. They, they're using all these like spectral oh, medators. The 3,000. The giant and, elephant penis mask on Lynch. See, I fucking love that. But Angus Sampson is using the camera that has the color lenses. And when it hits the blue one, yeah. we see the twins and I love it's firstly it's a good jump scare because mm. they're just standing there in front mm. of the camera. But then they do it's this like it's like cutting from one picture to another. 
and it's so sudden and they're smiling and it's just, it's like the movie Smile. It's an evil, yeah, yeah, yeah. gross, demonic smile, but it doesn't happen. It's not like a slow, like, it's like, smile. They've, it's, it's like, like they've, happens like yeah, that. it's like they've, you, like the natural um, act of your mouth going from, Stand, like to, nothing, to, nothing to smiling, and they've cut out the middle chunk of oh, where oh, they've oh. cut out the middle chunk of like you of doing, you doing that. Action, so it just yeah. goes from like that to that, and it's it's instant. horrifying, yeah, yeah. but it's it's really well it's done. It's effective, yeah, yeah. And then he goes. It reminds me a lot of Saw when he's taking the photos. Yes, it and is. it's yeah, like and the light, and you just like, at, oh, yeah. and you're like, I know something's going to happen. Yeah. And then that's when they call Elise Lin Shay's character because yes. he he's basically like, no, we need to fucking get Elise yeah. out here right now. The jokes are over. We got to get Elise yeah. out right now. <laughs> and she's so bubbly and bright, but then she comes into the house, looks at Josh, and she goes, "You've grown up since I last saw you." Mm. And he's like, "I don't fucking." And remember then all you. of a sudden, like all the little bit of pieces start coming together. <laughs> start coming together, and that's when we sort of more go, "Oh, like there's something fucked with Josh." Mm. Also something fucked with Dalton, but she gives my favorite line. Also in the, movie. the other original title of the film. There's something fucked about There's Josh. There's something <laughs> fucked about Josh. <laughs> Lin Shay gives the best line in the movie. And I and and it could be taken as corny, but I think she delivers it well. And I I quite enjoy it. She goes, It's not the house that is haunted. It's your son. It's your son. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a cool premise. It's a cool line. To be like, and I know it's that's also done the, before. It's also half of it is the tagline of the film. Oh, is it? The tagline for Insidious is the house. It's not, is... it's not the house that's haunted. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. In saying that, she delivers it really well. She delivers like, it really well. I'm like, that's the point of it. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, we're yeah. gonna get into the fucking. Because then you just like, it things. doesn't matter where you move. This is yeah. always gonna follow you. So how about instead of? Also, it's expensive to move. Oh, God, it is not cheap. Can we just talk about yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that they've gone from one. Like beautiful decent, house, decent house, yeah. To Middle another, America. to another really beautiful house. Very quickly, I was like, and he's a teacher. He's a teacher. And she's so he, a songwriter. So he's not earning bank. No, he and he draws. Pa- he draws the jigsaw puppet on his blackboard at That's, school, I which I thought, I thought that was, was kind of cool. I love that as yeah, well. Yeah. And then yeah, she's like a struggling songwriter who's trying to sell well, her music. Unless because they, she talks about thank you for letting me have time off to write right. my song. So unless she's been like. Power executive yeah, and true. she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got all of this money. She's and a girl boss. So maybe yeah, that's yeah, what's fair. happened. Maybe. But, but it's still expensive They've still to gone move from one great house to another. With three kids. With three kids in the space of, oh, and also, oh, one of our kids is in. Possessed is, by a demon. Is yeah. in like a hospital bed that we'll just have to get that transferred over Oh, true. Well. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, and well. then his bedroom is huge. His he's, he's not using it. <laughs> you know what? Fair. I was like, yeah. Why are we giving? Why are we giving the comatose kid that biggest, biggest room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so this is when Lin Shay sort of starts. She's walking around the house and she gets the feeling of the presence. We get the awesome scene where she they're in Dalton's room and she's just looking up at a dark spot. In the oh, room. and she's like, she's like, don't turn the light on. Yeah, whispering to Specs, who's drawing. Yeah, and which is really quite amusing to watch because I watched this film with yeah. the subtitles. So on. did I. Yeah, and did you watch it on Netflix. No, I watched. Oh, this, I watched this on the Blu-ray. Ooh, I watched it on Netflix. So I had um, those. it was very amusing to see what they would. So there were some words that they would, and then the rest of it was just in, was, was just indistinct chatter. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of that you hear is like black legs. Uh, yeah, red. Well, that's blood, it. Whenever, red face. Whenever it was yeah, like yeah. Ha- like it was like horns for feet, red yeah. face. But then when it was just like it was just an indistinct chatter, and I was like, all right, cool. Draws the photo of the demon we saw behind mm. Josh 
Uh, very well, by the way. Very, from what, very well. From what and she's describing. Yeah. And then Rose Byrne's <laughs> freaking out. She turns the light on. Obviously, there's nothing there. Yeah. But she's like, okay, we need to we need to sort this out. I also found that kind of rude. That, when she turned the light on. Oh, I mean, because Lynch Because Lynch is like, don't, don't turn, turn the light, light on. on and yeah. you can see that I'm clearly looking at something and yeah. I'm possessed by something. And Rose Byrne's just like, nah, fuck but, it. But I guess Rose Byrne. She's Rose probably Byrne's, just like, yeah. This, Rose Byrne is the skeptic, though, throughout yeah. this movie. So, even when she, though, so when she's like... I want to hire this woman. You're like, that's a big move for her. Like, yeah. Listen to it. Listen to it, Josh. So this is when I guess for lack of a better word, you can call it the seance begins. Yeah. Uh, the and giant elephant, penis the giant mask. elephant penis gas mask, which I fucking think is awesome. Oh, like, it the, would be the ter- design of the room. The seance is happening is cool. It feels like, even though this is set, you know, it would be set in like 2010 or 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally, it yeah. feel like, and it's the same thing with Dead Silence. It feels like it's like in a built in this like 1980s yeah. or even earlier 19 sort of yeah, 50s. Yeah. Like, it's, it's almost like it's a weird this, mix of like Victorian era plus steampunk. Yeah, yeah. Vibe. Yeah. Especially when they go into the further. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, then yeah. you find out that there is, there is a generational curse that did happen in like the Victorian era. Yeah. But that's that's for me. Like I'm I'm enjoying this movie. It's like it's not. It's kind of a similar story to Dead Silence. It's a very similar story. Yeah, yeah. Done so much. Better. It's also a similar story to The Conjuring too, and it's a similar story. Yeah. You know, to and, and James Wan obviously has the things he likes, but yeah, he yeah. does make them interesting enough. Yeah, but yeah, I'm enjoying this movie up until this point. Yep. Then they go into the further, mm. and I fucking love this movie. I think and I see, everything in the further is fantastic. And I, but I also think the further is where this film is probably really divisive. I and I because I feel that. like some because I, yeah. I feel like some people like I love it because I'm like I'm awful weird fucking horror oh, movie and it's odd. Yeah, it is it's like, fucking odd. Like the, like the giant Darth Maul thing, like siphoning his nails oh, like, on like a fucking so like old a school rock soundtrack um, where it's and fucking like, the, like and it's, but it's playing like the tiptoes through the that's right yeah yeah yeah. it's like on those big like gramophone yeah things and but i can the thing is the further is their house is their house it's It's just just a different dimension or spiritual plane but i I can see people up to this point being like oh it's like a haunted house haunted horror and then when it goes into the further i can see some people going oh this is too much for me it's weird yeah because it's quite scary and it's and it's such a tone shift it's a tone shift so it's it's Elise Lynchay going through with because Josh is the most susceptible to yeah. this. They're like, you will come in because basically Dalt. They found out Dalton is astral projected, but he's too far he's away. Too to far come in home. that he's he lost. that he isn't sort of like aware of like yes. that he's not he that he's no longer dreaming dreaming. Yeah, so he's just yeah he's, he's gone so far in, in the in the third. and they're like because this is what Patrick Wilson has previously done. Yes. And as we found out, Lynchay says that. She basically made him forget. Yes, which is why he doesn't remember, remember anything any of it, before yeah. he was seven years but old. But he still got that. He still got the ability. The ability to do it. So Lin Shay, Elise, and Josh go in to find uh, to Little find Dalton. Dalton. And this is when you find out about the murder that took place. Mm. Um, oh, it's fucking creepy when like you see the, the family, the family sitting, sitting up and, the, and like the kid shoots them and everything. And it's it's fucked as well because it's. They they're moving. They're still, but, but they're, they're moving yeah, like they're yeah. frozen, and it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. It's so well done. Um, but 
it's all these other lost souls in the further as well. So as they're trying to walk through, they're just walking around. There's just all these ghosts mm. and not all of them are evil, but it's still creepy that they mm. have to go through this. They find this demon's lair uh, that Dalton is, is at at the moment yeah. and he's sharpening he's his cha- fucking thing. He's chained up in it. Um, and I love the bit where he's like, dad, be quiet. He'll hear you. And then oh, he unstraps it and he's like, dad, he's, he's looking, looking right at, at us. The best part is like you would expect him to be close up, but it's just the silhouette of it standing it's because, in yeah, the he's, fucking he's window. He's still in his like little Dun- office o- dungeon. It's, it's a little office. office. <laughs> yeah, because when he says he dad. all his admin and shit in yeah. there. <laughs> he's like, oh, payroll. Oh, fucking hell, taxes. <laughs> um, yeah, because, yeah, like you, you, because we've also been, like this film's almost like, oh, because we've had Darth, We'll just call him Darth. It's Darth Maul. He's Darth Maul. Like, right yeah. behind his face, we've had yeah, the no. we've had the guy right behind the baby. We've had him walking into the house. Yeah. When he says, "Daddy's looking right at you," you do expect Patrick Ooh. Wilson to turn around and to have it be like right there. Yeah. But you know, he turns around and he's and just, it's just menacing, and, and he's, he's just, just looking at and it's and there. so it's not like a and it's not like a jump scare. No, but it's creepy. It's, it's creepy fuck. because you're like, oh, you're you're fucked. Oh. Um. And while all this is how, yeah, while all this is happening with the fucking seance and stuff, like the demon is communicating out and I love, um, uh, specs writing in the fucking mm. book. Oh, it's like I will rip your innards it's out. Like, you like fucking, fucking whore. Bitch. And all this yeah. yeah, yeah stuff. It's like, Oh, this it's is very creepy. This is angry. Um, I've written down here as well. I forgot what moment this is, but the bodyguard bouncer demon licking Roseburn. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Yeah. The frozen family. The string music is all playing. Um, and I just love the set design of the mm. further because yeah. it is so weird. It is that Victorian steampunk sort of thing. And There's smoke everywhere, blue lights, red lights. Done for a million dollars. It's in crazy. Like, it's obvious that they're like, okay, we've built this set. We're going to use it for real world and the further. But it's an awesome fucking concept. Yeah. And then they get, they get Dalton out. It takes him a long time, but then, you know, they sort of, Josh manages to get him home. See, this is where when this happened, like Josh came back, um, like Dalton comes back and Josh comes back. And it, this felt to me, another thing, this felt kind of anticlimactic because he's just like, yeah. basically he's just like, leave me alone. And yeah. then it's, that's what does it. Yeah. And you sort of think, nah, there's, there's gotta be more. Yeah. yeah he's cause he's shouting. Cause it, we find out that, all in all, it's this lady demon that we see yeah. at the beginning of the film. She's a who, lady. She's a lady, you see. I, I'm a lady. <laughs> Frilly bits and shit. <laughs> um, she's behind all of this. Like yeah. She's the one in control yeah. and, and she's been trying to latch on to this family forever. Yeah. And then, yeah, Josh Patrick Wilson's like, leave me alone, stay away. Boop you on the nose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> get away. And then... Um, they get out and then Josh isn't acting weird per se. I, but yeah, I, I love this ending. This ending's fantastic. And also this is why I, I really wish it just ended with Insidious. Okay. We will, we will definitely talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, in this, and Lynn Shay kind of thinks there's something happening. Josh touches her at one yeah, point. So he, she's he, like, he hands her the, he hands her something. Is it the camera? Uh, she picks up the camera later. I can't remember what he, he hands her something, and she looks at his hands and just and then she like and you don't so you, you don't see you, you see it because we get a really good flashback. We get flashbacks. So she looks at his hands and then she looks at him and she's like 
she just has this look of like, I know that this isn't. This is something you. wrong here, yeah. And then she she bends down to pick up the camera, and she does it, but she's doing it very like subtly because she knows that I don't want to like yeah. s- spook him. Yeah, and he's acting very like nonchalant, you know, like you know, Dalton's back, and then she snaps a photo, and he gets. Angry. He flips the fuck. He's like, off. "Why would you like? Why would you do that?" He flips out so much that he strangles, strangles her to death. To, yeah, and then Rose Byrne comes in. They don't hear. They basically don't really hear any of this no, they un- don't, do until they? Yeah. until like he's yelling. Yes, that's right. She yeah. runs in and she walks in, and Lin Shay is dead. And he's like frozen, like frozen dead. And the photo is picked up. Rose Byrne looks at it, and she's like, "Oh my fucking god!" And then. Flashback to two minutes earlier. Yeah. In which. Where you see Patrick Wilson's hands are like old. Decrepit, yeah, blue, blue, crusty. Fing, like fingernails and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, the dark fingernails. Yeah, yeah. And then Lin Shay takes the photo and when she pulls the camera down, it's the old lady. It's the old lady who's basically now possessed. Possessed Josh. Patrick She's Wilson. attached herself to him. She jumps at the camera. And well, then Rose, and Rose Byrne keeps like looking at it in that, you know, and then. She turns, well, she turns around. She and turns screams. around, and you hear Patrick Wilson's voice. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Renee. Like, are you okay? Yeah, sort okay, of thing. Yeah. And then she, and then she just look, and then it goes insidious, insidious again. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, and again, so this is like James Wan committing to an unhappy ending. Yep. And you know what? Fantastic fucking and ending. I, Brilliant. Ending. I like. I loved that the way it ended. Yes. And. Same. It was kind of inevitable that we were going to get a sequel. Well, when you make literally a hundred times your budget back, yeah. it um, makes sense. So two, 2013. Two, two years later, um, we get Insidious Chapter 2. Yes, Insidious Chapter 2, the Lamberts, which are the family from Insidious Chapter 1, right. which we didn't say that last time. No, week. yeah. The Lamberts believe that they have defeated the spirits that have haunted their family, but they soon discover that evil is not beaten so easily. So mm. Insidious Chapter 2, do you want to have a crack at the critics score? I actually know this because I wanted to see if oh, pe- true. people agreed hey. with I think it's like 44? 38. Oh. 38%. Wikipedia lied to me. <laughs> and audience score is 57. So this is not as beloved as the first film. And it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be. Because the biggest problem with Insidious Chapter 2 is that it's the exact same movie yeah. as the first. The o- Except like, it's longer and way less tense. Yeah. And like the whole opening is like we actually heard all of this. All of this happened, yeah. So it was funny. When we were talking about, because initially we were just going to do Insidious, Malignant and Dead Silence. Yeah. And then Nick was like, oh, maybe we should do Insidious Chapter 2. And you were very. And I was just like, I fucking hated this film. And, and Nick, I and was you like, like oh, oh. I, I remember liking it. And you're it. like, oh my God, this is going to be so exciting if like I still like it and you still hate it because it'll probably be one of the first times that we've really like clashed, clashed on, on something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I remember, I saw this in the cinemas. Yep. I saw it once. Yep. And I just remember going like being just bored. Yeah, yeah, Fucking totally. hating it. Yep. And I was like, I never, I was like, I never actually want to watch that again. movie again. Until um, who would have thought 10 years later? Um, yeah, <laughs> actually. Um, and so I haven't seen chapter three. I have. And I've seen the last, um, key. I've seen the last key. Yeah. That one was, rough. that was rough. That was rough. Um, I've heard chapter three is better. Chapter three is better than two. Okay. 
Uh, but it's nowhere near as good as one. No, I didn't chapter three that. is a bit more. Because I know it's Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney, yeah. and it's got a bit more originality. To, okay. Like it, it feels like an original Insidious story, right. okay. but it's still obviously. I'm kind of like characters. I'm kind of keen because and the I've fifth seen, one's coming out with Patrick Wilson directing. Because the, the fifth one is a technical sequel to chapter, chapter two. two. Yeah. So in the in the timeline, Insidious one is actually the third. Technically, yeah, is the third film. Yeah, yeah because. Yeah. Two is because three and four are before before the prequels. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I was yeah. so I was a bit like, oh, this actually might be exciting to to watch to rewatch. Yeah, re-watch. totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Nick messaged me and was like, oh, this I don't. He's yeah, like, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. He's like, this is so much worse than I remember. <laughs> and so then I felt, and I was like, I feel justified. Yes. No. No. It's not a. And it's not an unjustified hatred. Of and this then I me. started rewatching this and was like, I will oh, say, yeah, I think I, I enjoyed it more than you did, but I don't think it's good. Yeah. I still, um, I still very much, um, because I will say there are still two elements of this movie. I really like, I think the digital video stuff that they do when they're walking around, I was like, okay, that's cool for insidious mm. found footage. Hasn't been, it's not been invented for this film. It's been around since Blair Witch, but oh, yeah, they yeah. use it well in this movie. Yeah. And I would like, I thought, how fun would it be to have like an insidious style spinoff? That's like short films of like specs and Tucker's footage. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. And I still love everything in the further. And I like what they, how they tie this into the first film, but it takes way too fucking long to get there. So this is a great, what I would be like a great short film addition to insidious chapter two, Mm. but it's, the same fucking movie. Yeah, I just, I, I was still. We inc- even get a new Lin Shay, even oh. though Lin Shay's in this film with Carl. Carl. Um, and it's clearly Lin Shay's voice for the younger version. Yeah, so th- it opens with the flashback. Which, of- so the flashback that it is, I was like, this is li- like we were told this. We know, yeah. we know, like yeah. it's we we don't need to see it's, this. Uh, it's Elise talking to a young Josh um, about who's been recast. Who's by been recast. Oh yeah, he was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, about going to the further, we get Elise saying that will make him forget about this insidious chapter, chapter two. two. Yeah. Then we get Roseburn being interviewed by the police mm. as a recap for the whole first film. Yeah. So I'm like, even we've though already wasted ten minutes of this movie, yeah. and like, and obviously the cops like, if we find, if we find your husband's fingerprints on Elise's neck, then yeah. you he's know, getting shot. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird because she's like, no, I believe my husband. And you sort of like, was there like, obviously we've missed moments where you turned around and looked at your husband in a very well, because freaky. Cause I was like, what? the movie then goes back to that after the flashback. It's the Renee, are you okay? Yeah. And he's completely normal. normal. So it's but like, we've just heard him yelling. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why yeah. would you do that? It's like, well, what the fuck? Fuck and is he's going on at and this point. then like and he's he the way he the way he like presents himself the way he holds himself is mm. very different. Oh god! Like yeah, at yeah, one yeah. point yeah. he's like, "Come on, son," and she's like, <laughs> "She's like, 
you know, it's like in horror, we've, I've spoken about this. It's like in horror films when little kids Dude. call their parent like a different name and the parents just like, and you go, your kid is possessed. <laughs> just get rid of him. This is when you get go, rid Patrick of the Wilson kid. is possessed and you've literally just gone through a whole movie where you know possession is real. Real, right. So yeah. the fact that she's a bit like, I believe my husband. I'm no. still sceptical. Like, no. no, you're not. You're not you're sceptical. Not you're a all. fucking idiot is what you are. <sighs> Sorry, but you no. are. No, you are. You are. It's poor writing. It's fucking terrible writing. Um, I don't know what. My, I don't like, have a lot to say about this film because it's, it's just retrace. It's, it's literally, it's literally the first film. It's the first film, and ultimately, what they're trying to do now is f- get the demon out of Josh. Yeah, like that's Specs and Tucker get a bit more to do in this film. Yeah, obviously because they're mourning the death of Elise. They go into her reading room and they find out about more about this lady demon, and then they contact Carl, who's Elise's friend. Carl. Carl and he's like, "Yep, yeah, there's like there's something wrong here with Elise's death. We need to figure Clearly. out about Josh." So they all go into the further and they find out this old lady's attached to Josh. So it becomes about getting this demon ripped off Josh who's obviously being fucking creepy throughout the whole film. There was so much there was so much dialogue that annoyed me in this film. I will say Patrick Wilson looks like he's having a shitload of fun being oh, like the creepy possessed I believe guy. so, yeah. But it's just so fucking annoying that it's so, it's not only is it like a retread of the first film, but there's so many repetitive moments in this film. Yeah, yeah. Like someone tries to fight fucking Josh and he destroys him because he's got demon strength that happens like two or three times throughout yeah. the movie. I will say when they're contacting Elise with the dice, I don't mind that. Yeah. Like that's, that's, it's fun. That, but then that led to like a really annoying dialogue scene yes. with Barbara Hershey when they, it's like the, the, an, like, poor Barbara Hershey getting the, the lumped like, with the exposition. The, like the angels yes. or whatever it's yes. called. Yeah, and, yeah, they're, yeah. and they're like, angles? What does that mean? And it's like, it's angels. angels. And they're like, it's how the do you know? Hospital. And then it's like, how do you know that? Well, that's because I used to work there. Yeah, the no one, like no one says that. <laughs> like, like, no, like it's, yeah. Um, the song that they use this time around though is row, row, row your boat. Yeah. Because lullabies are creepy. Or Although it's nursery not, rhymes it's are creepy. It's not nearly as creepy. Nowhere near as creepy as this one. Um, the stuff with the in the hospital is like too short in the movie to for, to give a shit about. Like obviously when that yeah, old yeah. man dies and she's in the elevator with him, she's like, why is he walking around? Oh my around? God. She walks into the elevator and he's standing there and then it's not until she's like, Standing next to him that she goes, what are you doing? I was like, yeah. you walked in and saw yeah, I know. him. Like face to face with him before you were And then she stands there and goes, oh, what are you, what doing, are you doing? I think he's yeah. like a Lenny or some and shit. And then um, she's like, why is he walking around? They're like, no, what are you talking about? Yeah. He died this morning. Like, And so he was, and then you find out he oh. was going to the further. He's a lost soul yeah. who's going to the further, which I'm like, okay, that's fine. I can deal with that. And then basically you find out that this demon has attached itself to Josh mm. because just like dead science wants to stay young forever. Mm. And so he's talking to himself in a mirror and the demon's like, you have to kill your family. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to kill them. He's like, but we'll stay young forever. He's like, okay, I guess. So I think the, um, I think the takeaway is like just age gracefully. Just yeah, Let aging happen. Yeah. Let the wrinkles come yeah, through. Let, let the grays pop through. Ease up on the filler. Hey, and don't get possessed. Look how great you can look at my age. And look how, yeah. if you don't look after yourself, you can look <laughs> at my age. Um, that's when we see some of the, like the digital video footage that I thought was like kind of fun. Mm. Um, I don't mind the string and cup communication with the ghosts. It's a cool element. It's, that's yeah. it's, But like everything, 
there's so many underdeveloped cool ideas. Like mm. it's all underdeveloped basically. Then we go back into once Carl fights Josh and we find out like, oh my God, he's got fucking demon strength. Again. Again. They, they go back into the further because they're like, okay, this is what we have to do. Like Josh is stuck in the further because mm. the old lady has possessed him. Yeah. So they're basically going to find Josh in order to get him so he can kill the demon. And that's when we find out that everything that's happening in the further, because the further is, has no place in time is happening at the same time as the first movie. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. It's it, That's like a cool element to be like, Oh, okay. Like this, yeah, this yeah, is the way to tie it in yeah, and yeah. like the idea of like, you can manipulate your time in the further yeah. to do those things. Like I thought was cool. And we get to see like other sort of, you know, elements of what was happening during the first mm. film. I did write down Elise returns like Gandalf, (laughs) like Gandalf the white. (laughs) She comes up and it's like this magical reveal of like, Oh, we can communicate with her in the further. But I did think it was an all right way to bring Lin Shay back. I'm like, if you're going to go into the further and Lin Shay's dead, use her. But I also feel like it's annoying because like her name comes up in the credits. Yes. Yes. Like she's like, she's like credited like third or something. So it's kind of like, you know, she's she's coming. You know, she's popping up. Like it would have been like, it would have been cool to not credit her at the beginning. Yeah. And then at the end have like Lin Shay as Elise. Yeah. You know, like that way. And that way we're like, we, we were like, Oh my God, she's back. It's It's like when they put Val Kilmer in the Top Gun Maverick credits, you're like, I would have loved to known he's not in it. Like I know it was, I know it was spoiled before movie, but it's, yeah, I would have loved to know. Not know. So they can traverse through the further and it's kind of cool. And they use Lin Shay and then they save Josh to an extent. Kind of. Um, I did write down, I love when he fucking throws the saucepan at Renee's head. <laughs> <laughs> I, looked, I lost it. I was watching, I was like, holy shit, like that's violent. I love, James, I was like, that's something, that's something that, that's something that I like a lot about in Malignant yes. when certain things yeah. are thrown. Yeah. It's like, it's just, but it's like also, if you were in that situation and you yeah. saw, you'd be like, you know what? I'm yeah. Gonna, like, cause throw it, frying pan would have The it's, fucking saucepan at her head. Uh, they get out of the they get out of the further. We get a setup for Insidious Three because there's this mute character mm. that has some connection now to Josh as well, and we see we see a little baby General, General Ortega, Ortega who is young in this. I, she, I don't know when she was. I, I think she's she, twenty now. Is I she? think she, she's like eight or nine or something. Um, yeah, because I, from what I understand, because of all of my deep. Scream diving. Yes, of course. Of course. Um, the beginning of Scream, when she's filmed, when she, there was part of it, she was 17. Right. And then part of, and then she turned 18 and they could keep her longer. longer. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to say the she would be, so Scream was filmed in 2020. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say she would have been about nine or 10 in this. Right. Okay. Yeah. So she pops up. Yeah. She's the daughter of this family who are getting visited. Who visit? Is it Josh who visits them? I can't remember. I can't remember. I've, for some reason, I've put a lot of I think it in is. my head. I think it is. And then, yeah, this this lady has the uh, the key. She, she's able to access. And then that's set up for Insidious Chapter 3. Because, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't watched Insidious Chapter 3 in a while, that character in the wheelchair is the main girl in Insidious 3. So right. it's a prequel about how she became the way she is. Right. Okay. It's all connected. Right. Um, so yeah, Insidious chapter two is not great. 
It's 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 quite a disappointing follow up from an awesome movie. I felt, but I was also just like, oh, I'm so glad that my first thoughts were correct. Yes, yes, and I should. I just I, like I just re- like I just remember like I was like not liking and, it, like yeah. not liking, it. and I'm like, oh, they're walking around a house again. Yeah, totally. It's like just, it's just a lot of that, a lot of that yeah. shit going on. Now, finally, we get to the meat of this show in the most literal way because outside of Saw, this is probably James Wan's most violent movie oh. easily. 2021, I was pumped for this when this movie was announced because I'm like, I don't know anything about it. It's another James Wan horror film. This is after he's done Furious 7, Aquaman. He's like, like it was like, it was like, it was like his return his to return horror. horror. And then it got slapped with a fucking R rating in Australia. Which, and we were, and like, we were like, sign us yes. up. 2021, Malignant. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens after she discovers that these uh, waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. So this unfortunately Mm. did not get a media screening. No. In Brisbane. Uh, It it was, we were sort of in and out of lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. So this, yeah, this like, so this this is another one of those HBO Max. Same day um, releases. Same day releases. As so cinemas, its so. box office was massively underwhelming. Um, underwhelming. Um, um, its R rating in Australia pretty much cuts out a, a lot, massive, a massive audience, audience yeah, which yeah. is also why it. There are very few R rated films that get media screenings. Yes, we've had a few of them. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Uh, uh, Babylon is looking like it might get an R rating. Um, <sighs> Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, yep. Um, Movies that are kind of guaranteed to make cash regardless I mean, of the rating. Yeah. Ta- like Tarantino, Scorsese, DiCaprio, like, yeah. you know, Margaret Mortal Robert. Kombat those, is like, those movies, without you know. saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, malign- so, malign- but I was like, I can understand why they didn't with Malignant because also it was in the middle of a time when yeah. people weren't like going to the movies as much and it was an R-rated horror film. So totally. it's like, and horror is already kind of one of those genres that, Australia sometimes doesn't turn up. For. We don't don't always turn up for. Um, but I I remember seeing the trailer for this and being yeah. a bit like, oh, I don't know if I like the acting choices that I'm seeing in this trailer because Annabelle Wallace does a lot with her eyes. Yes, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, as we can see from this poster, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And so I was a bit worried, but then I was like, as I before I saw it, yeah, yeah, and I sort of heard that James Wan was like, basically it was his like love letter to like, um, Giallo horror. Giallo horror yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's like a seventies, eighties Italian. So camp if horror. you, yeah. If you watch malignant. Yeah. Knowing it's going for this like campy over the top, very heightened, heightened horror thing, film. Yeah. Then you'll have a fucking ball. So, if you watch malignant thinking it's just, a straightforward horror film, you'll be like, these acting choices like, what are strange. is happening right now? And like, but, why, why are these things happening yeah. in the film? Like, but if you see, like way? if you see Italian horror films, you know how ridiculous you'll it is. You'll get it. So well, I, yeah. Someone who did get it mm. were the critics. Yeah. Cause it's 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And I think justifiably so. Yeah. I, I think I do really enjoy this movie. Audiences had this, had the issue, which you just explained. Yeah, Cause yeah. it's at 52%. Yeah. I can understand why. This it's it's similar to Insidious in a sense of like, I think James Wan has a very specific when he's directing especially mm. has a very specific style of horror. Mm. It's elevate, sorry, elevators wrong. It's heightened. It's ridiculous. It's wacky. It's absurd. Mm. It's darkly funny. Yes, which is the biggest issue I have in this film 
is that let the camp do what it needs to do. You don't need a comic relief character. Right. And I think we both know who I'm talking about with the comic relief character. Winnie, the forensic chick. Yeah, yeah. Which is also James Wan's wife. Yes, yeah. Who also wrote the script. So there we go. So he's got a story credit here. His wife wrote the script and he directed the film. So uh, 76% I'm more in line with and I agree with you. The first time I watched it, I was like, okay. Like up until the twist, I was like, oh, oh, sorry. Up until the twist, I was like, okay, no, it's good. Like I'm not 100% clicking Mm. with it. Then the twist happened. I was like, oh, this is fucking wild. Mm. Like, okay, I'm really on board with this This twist. This is like if um, this is like, Orphan first kill sort of twist. Levels of where, twist. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Orphan first kill up until the twist is a bit like. Whatever. And then, this film is at least like I'm intrigued because uh, yeah. whatever the fuck is happening is wild. It's the, weird. Like, the violence is next level. And and it's it's on your first watch, yeah. it's not explaining that much to you. No, not at all. Then the twist happens. Even though we wild. will say, even though the title is pretty much giving away. Oh, God, yeah. Like. Oh. Well, this is my note because this is my first time re-watching it since the cinemas. Right, I haven't seen it since. Okay. I had immensely more fun watching it this time around. I fucking loved this movie. But this movie is screaming its twist at you the The whole whole fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Like in every fucking line of dialogue, it is like, no, it's we, talk, we are it's, giving you the twist. It's talking about like we've got to cut out the cancer. Cut out the cancer. We about- see Gabriel yeah. through the curtains yeah. in the first two minutes of this movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's so well done in the sense of like, oh, it's just this disfigured monster. And it's like, and I remember when I first saw it, I was like, I thought, oh, maybe it is her. But then I thought, no, it can't be. It can't because, be because she's there watching it happen. she's watching it happen. So it's very, it's very she's clever. seeing these murders happen. Very clever how it's done. Um, so the beginning before the credits, and I have a note about the credits too, but the beginning before the credits is, is where the camp is established. Oh, it's, it, it's like right, a British doctor. Right off, right off the bat. It's in a fucking, how many times can you trust a, a medical institution that's a fucking Transylvanian castle yeah, on a this is on like a House on Haunted Hill sort of shit. It's like it's, it's, yeah, yeah. We've been trying to cut out the cancer. Like it's time to cut out the cancer. Oh, it's very this yeah. malignant tumor, blah, and it's just super over the top. Yeah, yeah. They go in. The doctor's like, they're all like it's gearing time up for to surgery. Cut out the cancer. It's so fucking campy. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it shows its cards early on. Yeah, you yeah. Have, you know, I yeah, give yeah, it credit so if for you, that. Like if if the opening, if you from the opening, if you're like, oh, this feels too much, then you're like. It's only going to get. It gets more chaotic, worse more campy, more fun. Yeah, yeah. We get the f- we the they snap the orderly's arm as well, so like his bones out, there's blood everywhere. So I you know lo- that this oh, creature this, is this, violent. This film loves a good bone snap. Loves a good bone. Snap. Loves a good bone snap. Uh, and then Gabriel's like talking to them through the radio and stuff. Oh, that was so cool. it's really fucking cool, and it's a hell of an intro. James Wan loves a loud visceral opening credit scene. It's this fucking rock song. It's like that's playing with all this like it bacteria play, footage and surgical footage. And it like and, leans into like the eighties, like synth kind yeah, of like the, really the score yeah, for yeah, this yeah, yeah. is very like eighties, yeah. like the, like it's like the guitar, we, like the one, 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 one. We will thing. talk about this. Should we talk about the specific main theme of this song? Cause I only picked it up on this second. Watch, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is again, screaming it's twist at you. Yeah, yeah. Cause I was listening to, I'm like, I know this fucking song. And it keeps playing this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, but it doesn't commit to the end bit yeah. of Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. So I was like, which of course, if you don't know that song, it's the end of Fight Club. It's like the once you reveal that Tyler Durden and the narrator are the same person, yeah. Where Is My Mind plays. So it's it plays the first few notes of it, but then goes into its like normal score. And it was annoying me. And I was like, that's fucking where. And I was like, you son of a bitch. I was like, James Wan, you motherfucker. Again. So he's screaming. So he's saying, where is my It's like, we're saying these are the same fucking The same person. fucking person. So uh, he loves the, loves the massive opening credits. The great score, really like visceral, loud images mm. and whatnot. Then like we, the two, and like the two letters, like, like the, when he's, when it's doing the credits, like the letters are connected and then they pull apart. They pull apart. And yeah. It's like, so okay, there's so a he's lot going on. Very, but it's like, not a, not this movie like this On movie this movie has zero subtlety zero subtlety like it's like I'm just gonna fucking throw everything at you and yet we're still surprised so, when know. it comes when even it even the second time I was like when the twist happens I was like this is wild like this is uh, a wild twist uh, we meet Derek fucking Derek fucking Derek <laughs> fucking Derek I I will say I it's not great that domestic abuse is basically used as a plot. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Madison comes home. She's pregnant. She's been working. Played by the lovely Annabelle, Annabelle Wallace, who I love. She commits. She commits to the bit. And on that second rewatch, you realize how much she does commit to yeah. the bit. And it works so because well. Because I think some people might go, oh, she's just a bad actress. You go, no, no. She's, like, no, no committing, to, she's committing to how. And she's not a bad actress because no, Peaky Blinders, yeah. in the short stint of that show she's in, she's fucking amazing. Um, Yes, it, it's she's tired, like she's exhausted from working. Derek's at home just watching UFC, which I'll just say I watch a lot of UFC and I don't commit domestic violence. So we will say it's not the, a dead men, ringer men for that watch UFC are not always no because commit, I watch a lot of UFC of domestic violence. No, uh, but that's mo- this is what this movie is trying to tell us yeah. because he's he's just sitting on the bed watching fucking UFC. Um, he walks, she walks in. She's like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I don't feel well. She's like, she's, I put, she's like, I put a roof over our head. Yeah, pretty much. And then he's like, you need to rest. You need to calm down. I don't want it to happen again. Which is again. kind of funny how you're like, yo, so you're telling her that she needs to calm down by like yelling, yelling at, at her. her. But then he says, and this is another line that comes back later in the film. Mm. How many times do I have to watch my children die inside of you? Which is fucking brutal. That's, a, that's an intense like, like, that fucking is, line. Like, that's not what a pregnant woman wants no, to hear. No, absolutely who's, not. Who's clearly suffered multiple miscarriages. Yes, yes. Then also when you realise why, you're like, oh, that's oh, super fucked. Super fucking dark. Yeah. And then she bites back rightfully and justifiably yes. so. And then he grabs her by the chin on the neck and pushes her head against the wall, which leaves a fucking massive dent, dent in, in the, the wall. wall. So it's a hard push. Yeah. She's in pain. There's blood on the blood, back of yeah. her head. He fucks off because he's a deadbeat son of a bitch. Yeah. So he's like, him. oh my God. He feels like that sort of like, oh my God, baby, I didn't mean it. And then just is like re- relegated. It's like, you, the sleep, you sleep on the couch. Yeah. Now. Naughty boy. <laughs> yeah. You commit DV. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sleep on the couch. Like you think, okay. you'll think about this in the morning. Exactly. Mm, which yeah. is why, again, like, this movie doesn't use domestic violence well. I, I I will argue a case, a movie that does use it as a good plot point, The Black Phone. Yes. Uses it, oh, actually yeah. uses it for like an emotional yeah, yeah. stage yeah. rather than It's just, just the case of the reason, like the reason why <laughs> Gabriel is like awoken is purely because. Through this. Through this. So, so it's like 
you know, yes, I get that we want to show that he's a bad, he's a, a bad, bad person, person. But I was like, it possibly, <laughs> he's it also possibly could have happened another way. Like she could have tripped, tripped, you know. But hey, because as well, he doesn't last long, Derek, in this film. Because no, the next thank scene, God. he's preparing. He's um going to bed and on the couch. in a shadow on the couch. There's a black figure. I fucking a dark figure. I fucking love the, that when you, you see the in the figure and then he turns the light on and the figure disappears. Figure's just not it's there. It's so good. The use of shadows and darkness in this movie is fantastic. Yeah. Because yeah. that is where Gabriel is hiding this yeah. whole time. Gabriel, this demon who turns off the TV, makes the whole house dark. Derek's looking around. Gabriel all of a sudden behind him smashes Derek's head into the wall, which you kind of go like, justice. But there's something about this Gabriel guy I probably shouldn't be going for as well because no. he is obviously killing And then when people. you realise, like, Snaps why, Derek's neck. Yeah, but then when you realise why, why you just, why like, you're like, oh, oh, you purely did that because that's what he did to you. To you, exactly. Yeah, because we find out that Gabriel is a very vengeful, a vengeance-orientated, or not even revenge-orientated sort and of guy. fucking, like, when he kills you, he fucking kills you. Oh, he you. goes for it because... He goes for it. Because... Madison comes down. Well, Madison wakes up. There's blood, blood on her head, so, blood all over her pillow. Yep. So she comes downstairs to find Derek on the ground oh, with his his head's been snapped, snapped, and the spine hasn't come out of the skin, but it's like lodged up. Yeah, it's, it's gross. It's, it's, it's fucking gross. So it's a good kill. It's a great kill. Yeah. And then that's when we're introduced to our two detectives and the forensic chick who's way too thirsty at a crime scene. Yeah. Like she's got a thing for this detective, obviously. Kakoa. Uh, Kakoa. But she's very much like, oh, I can't wait for you to see this dead body. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I was like, dial it back a bit, Winnie. Yeah. Like, you got you to gotta chill the fuck yeah. out. It's used for comedic relief. But, but like I said, the movie's campy enough. Yeah. And it's darkly humorous and, and like, absurd enough that, like, that works enough for me. Yeah. I don't need the extra. Yeah. It's the Specs and Tucker effect. Again. Yeah, It's yeah. the sidekick. And it's like, or we could, like, we would have been able to tell she's thirsty for him by... Like if he oh, asked, like yeah. if he asked her something, and she kind of just like, li- <laughs> like if she kind of just like lingered yeah. on him a bit more, or spoke, yeah. to, or purely just spoke to him and yeah. disregarded the female agent. Like, totally, get yeah. it. but yeah, she's very just like, are you about to like come at this crime oh, scene? Because you seem she's, very into she's it. She's ready to go. She's yeah. hot and ready to go. So, and hey, I get it. He's a good looking dude. Kakao's a good looking. He's dude. a good looking dude. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got a name that sounds like chocolate. It's great. Oh my god, does too. Yeah. No, I want some chocolate. Um, so they take Derek away. They take the body away. And obviously Madison, similar to dead silence is the main the suspect, main, which you know what? It checks out because as they investigate, they go, she has a husband who is known abusing for her, abusing yeah. her. He abuses her Ends and up the dead. Next, and the next morning he's dead. So, so you, go, you look at it and go, I understand why they're exactly. going after her. Yeah, totally. But she's so bloody wide-eyed and ah, that you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love him at saying, ah. <laughs> um, Then weird shit starts happening in her house again. Weird shit. And my favourite shot of the movie happens, which is the bird's eye shot of her. Well, actually, there's a shot beforehand of her, like, shutting up the house because she thinks someone's tried to get into the house. Hmm. 
So she's shutting doors and windows. She's like nailing boards of wood onto the mm. windows. And it's cool because the camera will like pan away, but it's a different shot because she runs in from a different direction. Yeah, yeah. It's like a cool montage. But then the bird's eye shot of the house of her running down the hallways and the way that camera moves around is fucking exciting. The way that James Wan utilizes his settings, mm. like he knows how to oh God, yeah. like, yeah, move the camera about and sh- like show us mm. the the and surroundings that yeah, were you in. get you get well acquainted with where you're at. So I think that's a fantastic shot. Um we are then introduced I can't remember if we're introduced earlier or not, but we're introduced to Madison's sister. Who if you thought if you thought Madison was leaning into the, the campiness, <laughs> the sister going is hard, next hard level. The pain on this one. She's great though, isn't she's it? Great. Like, she's, she's ha- great. Like, she's having a ball. She's a supportive sister. Yeah. But and, she's, and Madison feels comfortable enough to tell her, like, I'm seeing things. And then she goes, but it's all in my head. But one of the big fucking wink to the audience. One of the, one of the moments that just completely commits to the ridiculousness of it mm. is when they're talking about being sisters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says... I'm adopted. The adoption reveal. I love it because it is. Because they make it out to it's be. Like it's like bold and the beautiful. Yeah. It's like young and the restless yeah. style soap so she opera. she says, I'm adopted. And then it cuts to um, the <gasps> sister's face. Al- is it Allison? It might be Allison. I can't remember. Cuts to the sister's, <laughs> cuts to the sister's face. Yeah. She has. Sydney. Sydney. Cuts to the sister's face. Wide eyed. Camera zooms in, music bellows. So it really good. is like a soap opera. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. It's so brilliant. And that's it's a what, good reveal, though. It's, it's like a good reveal because then you like, realize, oh, okay. So. But you also know Madison is known this whole time. Like, yeah. there is something wrong. Yeah. Wrong. What's with wrong with, with, with me? So the adoption reveal happens. God, and then it's we get. Hilarious. We get a scene that the first time you watch this movie, you'll be a bit more like, I don't understand why this is in here until the twist. Mm. And that's the railroad. Tours. Yeah. So there's a lady giving tours in an underground railroad. Which I found out is an actual railroad tour. Oh, like, actually. It's legit. Ah, yeah. it looks fucking legit. Yeah, it's so, legit. So it's a lady doing railroad, railroad tours and she packs up for the night and then she starts hearing noises down the dark. James Wan loves, he loves a doorway, he loves a hallway, and he loves a railway. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking down the dark and the camera starts moving real frenetically towards mm. her and she quickly runs to turn the lights on and there's nothing there. Mm. And then she looks up and there's Gabriel. Gabriel, who we should also describe, is all dressed in black, played incredibly by a contortionist. Yes. Because Gabriel looks like it is someone's, it looks like it's someone's back. But the arms are pointed like forward. Yeah. So the- Walks, oh, it's so fucked. Moves, yeah, walks forward, but walks as if someone's walking back. Backwards. There's like a Tenet start. That's that's yeah. what I was thinking. Like having seen Tenet yes, now, I was actually, like, yeah. the backwards action scenes in Tenet is literally just malignant. Like, yeah. well, not just, you know what I mean? But like, there's a comparison that can be drawn there. I actually want so, to watch, rewatch Tenet. So I rewatched Tenet late, mid 2022 with Rhiannon. Watch yeah. it with subtitles because everything makes so much more I know, sense. I, I, know, I know, I know I need to. And I actually loved it. I when, like, I, oh, when I saw it in cinemas, movie. I'm like, did I miss also, something here? He drops an Oppenheimer reference in Tenet. Oh, okay. The Nolan Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so Gabriel and has hair, like long black hair covering, covering his face, covering the face, moves 
there's very agile for someone who is like walking basically on like dislocated bones. Yes. Uh, and wears like this long black trench coat sort of thing. So yeah. it's just real menacing sort of figure. Hence why Gabriel can also hide in the shadows and the dark yeah. and stuff and kidnaps this railroad lady and locks, locks her in an attic, attic torture chamber. It's like up like the fucking Da Vinci man, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. And it's, it's not so sore, a bit sore esque. And then, Using a uh, an award, fashions this knife out of it. Do what? Like such an it's such a non thing at the time. I get, but again, <laughs> showing you how ridiculous this movie is, and that it knows yeah, it. Yeah. The award is a knife. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like it's a knife that has a. I think it's got like a snake. It looks like a, like a snake, snake wrapped yeah, yeah, around yeah. it, which and it's giant. Which is, I believe, because it's, it's um, stolen from a doctor. That mm. is one of the doctors at the beginning of the film, Jacqueline McKenzie. Dr. Field. Uh, oh, sorry, that's Dr. I can't remember. Dr. Weaver. Um, Australian actress Jacqueline McKenzie. She's incredible. Um, who gets awfully killed in this film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but rightfully so. The, the knife and the, the snake, mm. there's like a, hosp- there's a hospital, um, I think it's in the US. Yeah. There's a hospital like um, – uh, logo that I think is like a nail and a snake. Yes, it looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. so. I'm it's like, so, to that. so to me, I'm like, it's possible because she's a doctor that it would have that kind of design. Design, there, but yeah. the knife itself is so fucking sharp. It, it's ridiculous that you look at it and you just go, "Of course, you're going to get stabbed, stabbed with, with that. this." Yeah. And then the Gabriel then fashions it into like a a weapon. Basically. Doesn't really need to fashion it too much. No, but like makes a handle and shit makes out a of handle, it. Yeah, basically yeah, yeah. takes the snake thing off of it. Yeah. And just has it. And then uses that to stab people to death. Like so, one but, doctor in the face. Yes. So she, so Gabriel keeps the lady in the attic alive, mm. but is communicating with her through, through the radio, radio which stuff, is yeah. very fucking it's cool. cool. And, and throughout the film, actually right at the beginning again, it's talked about that Gabriel, drinks electricity is like mm. zapping in, in power, but that's also how he communicates is through mm. TVs, radios, anything that he can sort of, you know, like anything with the frequency, I guess. Which again is why we aren't thinking that, no. that Gabriel and Madison are, are the same, same person because Madison can talk. Yeah. Gabriel cannot. And often is seeing Gabriel do these. And that's things. the vision she's talking yeah. about. Cause then she's like, she, with a great fucking scene, I is love, going to do her washing. I love the the way that they put her in the visions. Oh, it's, it's so, so fucking good. cool. So Madison goes downstairs after this, um, is doing her washing, and then there's a scream, and inside the the, the like the glass the door glass of hole the yeah of the the washing machine is Doctor Weaver, the lady, who's screaming. What are you doing in my house? What are you doing in my house? And Madison's like, "What the fuck? I'm not in your house." Like she's in her house. Yeah. That's we get the great scene from the trailer where she scurries back. So and she, then, yeah, and she's basically frozen in terror. And the house, the camera's panning around, <sighs> and the house changes around. It goes up from this like black stalactite mm-hmm. sort of like thing to we're in Doctor Weaver's house now. Yeah. And we watch Gabriel step past Madison, and then you realize Doctor Weaver is looking at Gabriel. Yeah, what are you doing in, in my, my house? house? So doing? then Madison's kind of like, oh, I'm. Seeing I'm what this I'm murder. seeing what Gabriel yeah. sees, yeah, and Gabriel then 
brutally murders Weaver. So I will say he murders her. It's relatively off screen. This one is. Like he stabs her. You see the blood spitting up. But then we obviously we get like the aftermath of We see the face. Which is fucked. But at this point, both death scenes have been relatively off screen. Off screen, yeah, yeah. So you're kind of thinking, oh, you where's know, this R-rating coming from? Don't worry, it's coming it, up. It, it's coming. We get another thirsty Winnie scene, of course. Shock. Uh, and I will say this, we go to the police station after this because Madison's like, I saw, like, I wasn't there, but I saw. Yeah. And she's like, and I'm, and you know, she says, she's like, I'm aware that you think I'm crazy. Crazy, yeah, yeah. And I would believe. Like, and the sister is there supporting. Yeah, and she's too, like, yeah, yeah. I would understand, like, if I came to you, Yes, I would think you would I'm crazy this too. Is fucking mental. But I'm just, I'm telling you. So then, they then um, have this picture of this little girl. Yes, who was rela- who was basically like related to all of the the doctors. Yes. not related. Blood like. No, no, involved, no, but she was a connection, yeah, yeah. So they were like, all right, let's find this little girl. Who is this little girl? Yeah, yeah. And can you age her up about thirty years? Yeah. And then naturally, the. Who computer person, like? it looks exactly like Madison. Madison. Who would have thought? And then, like, I like how he's like, "Oh, but you already brought her in. Like, wasn't another yeah. girl before?" And you're like, "Oh my god!" I will say this as well: the aesthetic of the police station is fucking cool. Oh, it's in like it's, this old church it's hall, like grungy. It's and, fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, it, it's just a cool looking. Like, even if we didn't get the final scene in the police station, yeah, I would be like, it's noticeably cool. Yeah, neither here nor there, yeah. but. So we get the Madison reveal that all like the person, this girl that is connected to them is, is Madison. Madison. And then we see Dr. Fields get killed. So Dr. Fields is talking to someone about the death of Dr. Weaver. And like, why would this happen? Why is this happening? And because obviously they all have this connection. They're all kind of worried that he's kind of worried that he might be next. Because two people have died that were related that would, that worked with Madison when she was younger. Younger. So he's pulling out clothes and then he kind of, gets the feeling that in his dark closet there might be someone in there because he turns around and a window's open and there's rain and wind and, and we've also got footprints, the wet footprints wet in foot- the which, room. Which, uh, cool. But if I saw that, I'm like, I'm getting the fuck Bye-bye. out of here. See you fucking but later. He, he, go, he just cleans it up and goes to bed. Just see you later. I'm like, no. And it's, it's a good, It's that's a, it's a long scene of tension because yeah. it's like, okay, he's in the closet. No. Oh, okay. Is he he's back out of the, the window? Oh, is no. Is he under the bed? The shot under the bed I fucking love. Yeah. But then because when he turns the lights off, the two legs are standing there, yeah. which is like just to the side and I fucking love. Um, then Madison's in bed. Madison wakes up, rolls over. And who's she, next to her? Dr. Dr. Fields. So she's. Back in her fucking mind palace visions of she's in her further. He's it ultimately is, isn't yeah. it? Hey, it's yeah. a further adjacent place. Yeah. Gabriel jumps on top of Dr. Fields and in the weird contortionist, like backwards stabbing, but like yeah. brutally, brutally stabbing, like stab, blood flying everywhere. Stabs him in the neck, stabs him in the face, face. just like constant. And you just go, Madison oh, okay. Screaming and yeah. fucking yelling. And it's just such an abnormal way to do it, but I fucking love it. Yeah. And then they, she describes, because Gabriel then looks at Madison and you see this disfigured, like, it almost looks like a worm. It's like this weird creature. It looks like the thing that pops out of the chest in Alien. It does. It fucking does. Yeah. So it's, it's just an odd face. It which blinks is, at Madison. A, which is Alien. Alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. <laughs> the thing that pops out of the chest in Alien. You mean Alien? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> It's an alien. So yeah. uh, so Gabriel's just got this gross looking face. 
Madison wakes up, shouts and screaming, and then goes to the police and is like, this is what I saw. This is who's killed. Well, sorry. She goes, there's another dead body. And if they're you, like, yeah, if you don't believe me, then lock me up. Lock me but up. I, I'm telling she's you, she's like, this. I can't tell you exactly where it is, but, but here's the neon, neon sign I saw. Blah blah. blah. Uh, and they're like, silver, to, silver cup apartment. Do you want us to knock on every door, and then they obviously get to the door, and they find Doctor Field stabbed to death. So she describes Gabriel, and then the cop goes, I, this, "Well, you want me to I, put an APB yeah, yeah, on Sloth from, from the, the Goonies?" Goonies. <laughs> I sort of, I was like, eh. uh, I laughed at that. Yeah. I laughed at that too, which I thought was funny. See, it's like, see, that's the kind of joke yes. that you let in. We don't exactly. need, we it's don't, just a one line it's one line away. and you know, and you look at it and just be like, it's it fine. does kind of like, it does kind of look like a tiny, a thinner so version of sloth. The police still think Madison's a part of this, but there's still no yeah. evidence that she's and done it. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. So. Given that she's like, I know where a dead body I'm, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I found the body and they're like, wow. Like, mm, yeah. Um, but Madison vouches because she was with Sid, uh, sorry Sydney vouches for Madison because yeah. they were together all night. So Sydney and Madison. Oh, but just, Sydney would say anything to save <laughs> her sister. They go traveling to find the mother, Sydney, the adopted mother. So Sydney's actual mother, Sydney's actual mother, Madison's adopted, adopted mother. mother. In which Madison goes, "Who's Gabriel?" And the mum's like, "Yeah, it's another." <laughs> Slow zoom in yeah. on the face. It's brilliant. No, it's, actually, it's not as dramatic. As she, she, it kind of is. It kind of <laughs> it is. Kind but of it's is. like, it's funny that that has the same right. amount no. of, of weight as Sydney. Sydney. Adopted. <laughs> yeah. And then a videotape from Madison's ninth birthday is shown in which McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace. Who's a James Wan alum, I guess you could say. From, from The Conjuring, Conjuring 2. 2. <laughs> Conjuring 2. Oh, no, Conjuring 1. But also oh, in yeah. Annabelle Creation. Creation and also and then played young Brie Larson in Captain Marvel. Oh, she did too, played yeah. Like young Margot Robbie in I, Tonya. Ma- McKenna Grace is a fantastic yeah. actor. And she's in Gifted, which is yes. a fucking brilliant movie. Oh. Um, creepy ninth birthday, they're doing the cake, and then she keeps looking they to her side and goes they like, mentioned a line that actually kind of broke my heart where she was like, we invited your whole class. And she's like, yeah, no one wanted to come. Everyone thought that I was a freak. freak. But she kind of says it like. And she she kind of laughs with it, and now, yeah. but I was also like, That's oh. awful. but then you watch the video and you'd be like, Oh, I wouldn't have that. Yeah, because they put the cake you. down, and then she turns, she's like, Don't say that, Gabriel. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And you're like, What the fuck and is like, going on? And then they're like, Oh, we thought it was your imaginary friend because yeah. you'd gone through the adoption process yeah. and everything. We thought this was your way of coping, and you're like, Oh, and then we see another video after that where she's on the, the play phone to Gabriel and goes, Please don't hurt the baby because obviously Sydney's mum is pregnant with, with Sydney. Sydney. And he's just going, please don't and hurt the baby. I'm like, for fuck's sake. And you realise that like Gabriel has this jealousy yes. of yeah, yeah, yeah. like I don't want, you know, I don't want there to be another, another, another no, no, child. I, I, like I want it just to be us. us yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really unsettling it's when you unsettling. think about it. unsettling. So then... We find so we basically find out that you know Gabriel is more real than we think. Yes, is not maybe not just a spirit. Mm. Then we get uh, Kakoa is in his bathroom, shirtless, of course. Um, didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. But then we the fantastic shot of him walking. He walks into his bathroom because he hear a noise. The camera keeps panning around, and we don't see anything behind Kakoa. But as the camera moves around to the mirror. Gabriel is behind him, mm. comes down, attacks, they get into a tussle. Kokoa manages to shoot Gabriel mm. and get away. 
But then we're watching Gabriel run, like leap down oh, the fire escape. Jump, yeah. And he's going like, what in the fuck is going on? So then this brings validity to everything that Madison uh, has Madison been telling him. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I was just attacked by Gabriel. Right. It clearly wasn't you. You. So I now believe you. Believe Madison now. Yeah. And they're... They go to Madison. He goes to Madison's house with a cop, and he's like, "Okay, I believe you. This is what I saw." Blah blah blah, and then comes crashing through the roof. Who the railroad lady manages to find a way to cut her. <laughs> the railroad lady. The railroad lady. The railroad lady. I can't speak. Uh, the railroad lady manages to cut herself free, and she falls through the attic onto the floor. And then everyone's like, "Madison, why have you been holding that lady hostage up in your attic?" So you find out the attic torture chamber was, was Madison's, Madison's house. Also, again. Another great reveal when she falls through. Oh yeah, and then it cuts to Madison, and she just does the uh, screen, yeah, screen, and then yeah, the yeah. the 80s synth score comes, comes in. It's just like on oh, um, it's so I fucking love it. Uh, I love when Madison at this point as well is like, I used to have a name for Gabriel. Mm. She's like the, the devil. devil. It basically looks into the camera yeah. when she says it, and and you sort of it's one of those things where you just go. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's like we like, get it. It's evil. Yeah, okay. I feel like Gabriel's kind of more creepy. <laughs> I like Gabriel better yeah. than the devil. Yeah. So Madison's arrested and put into a holding cell at the fucking awesome police station before we get to the cool bit. Yeah. Before yeah. we get to the cool oh, bit, like once she goes into once once she goes into the cell, the film then goes. You know what? We've given you, we've given you a lot of creepy shit. Yeah. Yeah. We're about to fucking turn this up to 11. Oh, my God. It, it, I would even argue it goes to a 12 yeah. at this yeah. fucking and point. And this is when it also goes, if it wasn't R uh, yet, yeah. it's it R now. It's R now. It's R now. So S- Sydney, they dis- they find out what the- oh, So we'll go, Sydney goes to- The hospital, the, the f- medical facility. First of all, when she drives there- Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> driving along the road. It's this- like this is a beautiful shot. Oh, it's the, incredible. Like the road is like winding around. And like, like the reveal like, of the yeah, it's like, it's castle. Like, it's just like, face. it's like beautiful forestry. Yeah, yeah. There's like this massive fucking ocean yeah, next yeah, to where yeah. she's driving. It's like somewhere where you see like James Bond driving. Yeah, yeah, totally. You. And then it pans up and there's like this fucking the massive castle, castle fucking on the cliff she face. She drives there. Because they discover through the trophy that Gabriel's been using that that's the, that's the hospital. hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she drives there and it's on a cliff face. <laughs> and when she drives up, she parks so, so close to yeah, the yeah, cliff yeah. face. Like basically <laughs> if she got into the car and it remotely moved forward, she's off the cliff. She's gone. See you later. But she, it looks cool. But so. It looks cool. She gets out. <laughs> she doesn't, you know, she walks she sees that there's like a tiny opening in her fans. She just goes, goes straight fence. through it. You're just walking through this dilapidated, like fucking. When you know that there's someone out murdering people, people because of this place. I don't think I would be going there, at least not alone. But hey, but it's hey. that campy nature of the movie. And you know what? Sydney wants to help her sister. <laughs> Absolutely. Sydney will go to the fucking haunted place. So Sydney goes in, finds, goes <laughs> investigating, finds ba- a file. Basement level. Yeah, goes down to the basement level. Of course, because where else would it want to be in this right. movie? Goes down, finds a case, a box of old videotapes and stuff. I love that in 2021 mm. she goes home and they still have, have a VCR. Because <laughs> well, she opens a case file and it's the young Madison. McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace, but with her real name, which I didn't write down for some reason, but her, her name before Madison basically. Yeah. 
and Sydney takes all these back to to her to home. Her, to home to her mum, and they're watching it. They well, put, they have where well, they have a VCR. They have the VCR ready to go, and they put the tape in. And the video is leading up to the we must cut the cancer out. Yeah, so everything that we saw at the beginning of the film yeah. of we must cut out the cancer before they were all just like brutally murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is now them talking about the fact that Madison has a tumor. Yes, a malignant, a malignant tumor. tumor. So therefore, titles right there. And they talk about how she had a twin. Yes. And the twin. A twin in utero. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the twin wasn't fully developed. It was. Um, they, I don't it know had if I lots of, what it, it had lots called, of mumbo jumbo. It's basically a parasitic twin. Yeah. It, they call it absorption in the in utero. in utero. Basically. It was kind of. So it was like. It was essentially like feeding off of Madison. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like a, a twin, more of a parasite. Yeah. But it was a parasite that was. That had like. Legs own, that it had and its arms own function. And, <laughs> and because that is and, growing, yeah, out of and, her back, back, yeah, and, and because, her head, <laughs> and because the parasite, because the parasite's brain is connected with Madison's, Madison's brain, brain, they yeah. can't just like cut it out. It's, yeah, they're like it's not a conjoined twin. So like, we get this. They're like, inc- if we cut it off fully, she dies. So we get this incredible shot. Oh my god! Of so Madison's there, just looking very stoic. Stoic, yeah. And the camera pans around, pans around and you see this, oh, this fucking vile, dis- little decrepit parasite. Like rib cage and hands and arms just like, <laughs> like little fucking T-Rex arms. <laughs> it's horrible. But then, and cause then you see a uh, Sydney and the mums reveal and they're like, they're like, because not even the mum knew that yeah. because because the mum the like, mum's been told that like the the mum was told the twin died the twin at died birth. Birth. Yeah, yeah yeah and that Madison hasn't remembered any of this yeah yeah Be- and then they're like we got to cut out the cancer so we get an insane surgical scene where they they basically cut open uh, Gabriel yeah yeah and they remove as much as possible yeah and they're like but because we can't entirely remove all of him we're just going to suppress him so they cut her. Skull open <laughs> and push Gabriel into the back into of the back of sew it up and that's it. And she f- and then she didn't know she, anymore. Yeah, that's it. So then we realize, oh, it was when the husband Pushes banged her, her head against it and, and it basically woke Gabriel up. and it woke Gabriel up. Yeah. Who then we find out. So then we go to so this the is police sort of, station. So this is sort of happening as we're seeing. Madison like freak out in the jail cell. She's yeah, like, because I don't, she's like, like, I don't belong here. There's You've an made eclectic a group of women, so um, to say. One of them is Zoe, Zoe Bell. Bell. So you, when you see Zoe Bell, you're like, some stunt Shit's stuff. About to so, go down. So Zoe Bell, yes. incredible stunt worker, yeah, incredible. Um, was the main stunt person for Uma Thurman in Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. Had her own role in Death Proof. Like big, big like worked like, with Tarantino heaps. Yep. Had a role in Hateful Eight. So. Yep. Um, was in a film called Rays, where yes. like yeah, yeah, incredibly yeah. violent. So she's when you see her, you're like, oh, okay, we're about it's a fun, and it's that '80s cheesy nod where it's like her, oh. like because she's got like so Zoe Bell has like a mullet, yeah. and looks, and she's very like, oh, what are Rough you doing? Around the she's edges. like, what are you doing in here, princess? They're all like, they're all stereotypical, so, like, like they're just pissing in like, buckets. There's one girl who's got like an afro and she's wearing like '70s, 70, like she looks yeah. like she's out of the '70s. It's great. So they're all in there, and Madison's like, I don't belong here. Please let me out. Yeah. So then this is happening as we're seeing the reveal of what is in Madison's, like the cancer. So that needs to be cut out. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah. Madison then like just starts 
freaking the fuck freaking out. Freaking the fuck out. Starts screaming. And yep. basically this is when we see, this is when we see what actually like happens. Happens, right? Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, Gabriel like then pushes himself out of, out the, of the back skull. of her head. Her skull like rips open. Gabriel's head comes out. And then she, like she, her, like Madison's eyes. So Madison, so then she head. just becomes. So, so she Madison loses is, control. She's gone, and then we we sort of see that what Madison thinks is like she's just sitting in the she's just sitting in the jail yeah. cell. So she's still she's conscious, still conscious, but astral projecting. But Gab, yeah, but Gabriel <laughs> oh, has like basically control over control the body. Of her body. So then she like breaks her arms. Um, so you watch like so that way snaps the legs, snaps the legs back, and she then. Rips, goes to town. Like rips, rips everybody apart. Like rips the chick's neck when out. When she grabs the neck and like, ugh, and then she like is throwing people up against the bars, like smushing their face against the bars. Like hard out. Like when she grabs, grabs Zoe, Zoe Bell, Bell with the, puts her fingers in fingers her eyes. But then, but then also the cop's going to try and shoot. So she turns Zoe Bell around and, and runs. Just, Zoe Bell's getting shot in the back. Yeah. yeah. Hits her against, but then the cop, of course, because it's a campy 80s film, has yeah. his hand inside the bars. Pulled through, smacked, keys pulled through. So Gabriel. So this is Gabriel, where we, so Gabriel is, we realize this whole time Madison. Ma- Madison has physically been, been there, there, but she's. But it's under the control he, of Gabriel. Because Gabriel like has more of a control of her now. Yes. He's then been putting her in like a, this essentially like a comatose. Yeah. Like he's. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, basically. He's like, you've been, you've been asleep in bed. Yeah, you've been even though you've suppressed I've, me all these I've, years. Yeah, I'm I've, suppressing yeah. So I've made you think you've been asleep in bed. What your body has actually been doing? Oh god, this. Yeah. So it's a f- it's <laughs> it is one of the it is a fucking incredible reveal. It's a, an amazing reveal. It it because works. it also just keeps like going. You're just oh, like oh, like it is an action packed last yeah, twenty yeah. minutes. Like and it is violent. violent. It is bone snapping. Blood flying everywhere, yeah. people getting massacred, violent, and it is so much fun yeah. because in classic James Bond fashion, he loves using like the high angle wide lens yeah. that goes like around the room. So Gabriel is like fucking parkouring, flipping everywhere, ripping cops' head, like because then obviously all the police come in after she's killed every woman yeah. in that whole. Which is cell. then when so you realize, women. so then it's like Gabriel then sort of as. Uh, Madison then realizes, so she wakes up and she's yeah. in the prison cell and just looks around and just sees all of the dead cops. So she's yeah. like, "Holy shit!" Like yeah. you know, yeah. And we also then get the incredible uh, fight sequence in the police station, which is outstanding. Like, like it is genuinely phenomenal. Like is, yeah. flipping around, killing people, throwing ripping off chairs at people. Chairs, I love ripping that. off arms and hitting people, oh. like beating them to death with their own arm. It's fucking amazing. And then, like, the detective, the lady detective comes in with a shotgun to try and, like, shoot the fuck. I love the shot where she shoots the oh, shotgun and it into goes the desk through and the camera goes through. Goes through, like, goes through the hole. Cool. Yeah, yeah, So there is just, and, and, like, it is insane. Like, compared to, like, the intensity that has come before it, this is a jump. Oh, the film just goes, now that, now that, like. Now we, you, we like, revealed now that, everything. Now that we're all in on this. You are all fucking yeah, in. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is outstanding. It is so much fun. Like yeah. it is so enjoyable, even though it's fucked. Oh yeah. And now you know the whole movie is like pushed towards this point. You're like, I'm gonna let this happen. Yeah. I'm gonna let this fun. Oh, like happen. if you've if you haven't surrendered to it by now, yeah. Then like you probably shouldn't be watching it. So then Gabriel escapes the police station after killing everyone and goes to the hospital 
to see the mother. Yeah. The biological mother. Because, because like, the, yeah, he's always. He's angry for her giving them the, up. Yeah. For him to get suppressed the way he's been suppressed. Yeah, yeah. Then we get this beautiful, I mean, in the terms of this in film, the, quite the, a sweet monologue, but yeah. it's also like very campy. Where the mother's like, I want you to forgive me. Like, I did. I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Like, I, I and you know, I sh- like. I should have. I should have loved. I should have loved you. Blah blah. Shit, yeah. Which gives Madison a chance to confront Gabriel within their mind. Mm. And so they're in this dark room. Gabriel's standing there. Madison's standing there, and basically uses the power of her mind. It's super camp. Super camp to overcome Gabriel and suppress him back yeah. to where he was. We, so we also do briefly get like Sydney is, um, she's attacked. Yes, that's right. Like yeah, the, yeah. The hospital, she's like the hospital bed is flipped onto her. Yeah. And she's, and then she has a nice little exposition and basically says like the reason that you've had so many miscarriages is because, because oh, that's right. And I was like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's, Ooh, that's right. Because it's not something that I actually no. had thought of. No, no, And no. she's like, the reason you're having so many miscarriages is she's like, it's because Gabriel has been like sucking, feeding on them feeding to, on your, to survive. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's, that's fucked. fucked. That's fucked. That is proper yeah. fucked. Um, and he then like shoots Sydney in the head. That's right. And you, yeah. so you sort of think, you know what? I'm not putting it past James Wan to give us an unhappy ending. Because no. He, so he shoots the sister. Yeah. But then you realise that Madison is like, is fighting back. And then yeah. she has put, Gabriel in a state, in a state where he believes what, what he's, he's seeing the, is real. real yeah, where yeah. she goes, no, no, I've. So she stopped him from shooting yeah. Sydney, and she's like, I am now. She's like, I am now strong enough. Yeah. She's like, because she's like, your body strength has been my body strength. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. She's yeah, like, yeah. so now I'm just strong enough to suppress it's all you. Up in the so mind. Then yeah, yeah. We yeah. get an incredibly unsubtle <laughs> shot of a prison. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gabriel in there like, you can't stop me yes. forever. And then this is like, this like is just fades the, away into But it's also just like one of the, it's one of like the cheesiest things. I yeah. love it. How Madison's like stands there at the door and she's like, I know that you won't be in here forever, but when you come back, I'll, I'll be, be ready. ready. I'll be yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. Closes <laughs> the door and it's like, no. Which I love. It's yeah. fucking And then you brilliant. see like, then you see like her head like close back up. up. And you're like, well, okay. Oh. And then, so yeah. And then like, and Sid- all- so then Sydney, like she hugs Sydney. And then like, I love the, it pans away and you see the mum like looking at them. The mum's looking at And them. she goes, oh, and then lies but in the bed. then, yeah. then in classic James Wanisms, yeah. we, we, the camera pulls back far enough to have a little lamp. Mm. Next to, well, you don't because it doesn't. No, turn, it doesn't. But yeah, you yeah. hear a, yeah. So you realize feeding off the electricity. So, like, all right, so Gabriel, so Gabriel's not gone still just around, yet. But in terms of endings, it's one of the it's a happy, it's a happier James yeah, one yeah. ending. Yeah. Um, even just talking about Malignant now, yeah. I'm like, this is a great movie. It's so much fun. Criminally underwatched, criminally maligned by audiences. Yeah. It is weird, but I like. Just try and watch it again. Yeah. And if you don't get it the first time, watch it again. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I like, see what they what, were doing. Like watch it knowing it's meant to be it's bad. It's intentionally campy. Yeah. It's an intentional throwback to like cheesy 80s horror. Yeah. Just with like a good dose of modern James Wan thrown in yeah, there. Because yeah. he is a fantastic director. Like we didn't really touch on it. We touched more on the story. Like visually, it's still a great movie. Like oh. some, of the, some of the scares are great. The way he uses the camera. Like he had a lot of care. 
making this film. And I think it's a perfect amalgamation of all his work mm. up till this point. Yeah. He's got the action stuff in there from the end. Yeah. The, the, the body horror and stuff like the mm. gore is there from saw and then the creepy supernatural. Cause there is a lot of tension build up in this movie. Oh yeah. yeah he yeah. loves those wide shots where you don't know where you're supposed to be looking in the frame. Like yeah. it, it is a perfect blend of all of his work yeah. in one film. It's brilliant. It's so much fun. Love malignant. That's James Wan. That's James Wan. That's James Wan for Megan Mithrigan. For Mithrigan. Uh So, yes, the movie's not out yet in Australia. We're seeing it the night before mm. its release here. But we're both excited for it. Now, I haven't watched the trailer. Right. You have? I have. I know of the dance, this dancing this scene, dancing apparently. Things, I haven't yeah. seen too much about yeah. it, but... I'm aware of it, but I'm intrigued enough as it is. I like Blumhouse movies. And I liked the new Child's Play. I did as well. too. I really um, did like it, and I think we also sort of yes because we know that James One is good at camp. Yeah, I think people. I don't see people going into me and thinking this will be like, oh my god, this will be terrifying. I'm like, no. the, it's the trailer itself. Oh is god, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like this is. Camp, camp is fuck. Like this so. little, like this little doll girl who's like sassy and talking <laughs> back, and then the dance. Like it's so. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Intrigued. I'm excited just to like. I don't expect this to be scary. No, the director did come out recently and be it like, said, so it, it was, was rated, it was R rated and gory, and, and then now it's PG thirteen and scary. And scary. So I'm like, uh, we'll um, see what happens. But either way, I'm, I'm excited just because it's. It'll look, it'll be, if nothing else, I think it'll be like a lot of fun. I think so too. Yeah. So we will definitely give you yeah. an update on Megan, yeah. the when Thregan. we see it. And that is the first episode of 2023 done and Oof. dusted. So now we're done with the first one. Maybe we should talk about what we're doing next, Pete, for Maybe our February. February. February episode. And I've got a little hint for you, Pete. Tell me your hints. Bram, bram, bram. <laughs> now that may no sense at all when it came out of my mouth. That was supposed to be Pony by Genuine. Bram, bram, oh, yeah. bram. It's I think more, for, the, it's for more, the watchers at home, yeah. they'll watch me doing my little more, chair um, thrust. No, it's more like womp, womp, Okay, womp, well, maybe womp, you should have fucking done it then, Pete. Womp, womp, womp. <sighs> but yes, because um, if you're horny, let's do it. Ride it. My, my pony. pony. And if there's someone's pony, I'd love to ride. It's Charming Potato. Charming Potato Who as he comes back. As Channing Tatum. As he comes back for the third and final installment. The final tease. The final tease. Of Magic Mike's, Mike's last dance. dance. So now it's getting a cinema release because oh, it was initially before the God. before the HBO Max kerfuffle. It was supposed to be was HBO, Max, HBO only. Max. And then they were like, nah. We're theatrical. We're making money on these now. And we're like, you know what? Put it in cinemas. Streaming. Not always the way to go now. Not always the way to go. So for the cinema release of Magic Mike's Last Dance, Pete and I will be going back and watching Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL, which I will say right now before we crack into them, I think is one of the best bro trip comedies ever made. I, I genuinely think Magic Mike XXL is a fantastic movie. I'm I excited can't wait to rewatch it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to rewatch them. It's been a, it's been a while that I've... Just... I actually rewatched Magic Mike XXL last year with Rhiannon and okay. I was like, it's fucking good. I'm excited to watch it again. For I, I actually haven't watched it since I saw it in the cinema. Oh, I'm excited then. I but think I you're going to have it in a the lot cinemas. of fun. I saw it in the cinema. I went... So I was in Sydney for yep. the premiere with um with Channing and... With Charming Potato. Joe. Joe Mag- Magliano. Magliano. God, he's I can, imagine. Real I can imagine. So I went and saw it literally like, I think it was like a Sunday night in Sydney. And then I flew back and saw it 
the, the Brisbane night, screening. Yeah, Brisbane. Yeah. Um, so I saw them back to back. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I, like I bought it on Blu-ray and just Actually, haven't. I might buy them. I don't think I own them. <gasps> I don't think so. Nicholas. No, I don't I own, Yeah, I own both. So I might get them. Yeah. Because I think they're worth, they're worth watching. But we're excited to break down those two movies. For yeah. Them. And be on the watch out on our Instagrams and our Twitter at NixFlixFix at rated PDG on both uh, social media platforms. Mm. We'll be putting up the question, what is your go-to stripper song? And it what can't is- be Pony by Genuine. Pony's taken. taken. We, want, we want your your thoughts outside Pony's of taken. Pony. Pony's taken. What song, if someone said you got to do a strip tease, what would song you want to dance? Yeah. What would you want to strip tease to? So keep an eye out for that question when it pops up in our social medias. Uh, but I'm excited for 2023, as we said in the 2022 episode. We're excited for this year. We're excited for this year. We got a big old year. And I'm just going to- We're on video now. I'm just going to quickly plug, if you would like to win tickets to Megan- Mithrigan. Go to theaureview.com and we are doing a competition where you answer what toy would you least like to see come to life? Oh, and oh, whatever the best okay. answer, whatever the best answers are, I will be giving. I'll away give my answer five now. Tickets. What's what? Because I actually back in my screenwriting days mm. when I was a impressionable seventeen year old, yeah. wrote a found footage horror film about a <laughs> a Japanese body pillow that comes to life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Quick rundown of this premise. What was it so called? About, I can't remember what I called oh. it. I've got the script somewhere. I've got to find it. But it's a group of friends who buy a Japanese body pillow as a prank for their friend. And, like, the parents open it up and have to have, like, the conversation and be like, you know, like, son, what is what is this? And it was, like, a really sexually explicit pillow. And then because they left cameras in the house for the prank the, and they wake, up, they wake up the next morning, look at the footage, and the family and the kid are dead. So they go back to the house and they find out that the pillow has come to life. That's awesome. <laughs> Maybe I have to revisit this script. Uh, I've got a patent on that. Any of you fuckers out there, any producers out there, that's mine. I own the copyright my, to that story. I, I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to, since we're on this topic, yeah, 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 thing, yeah. My, I have this great idea. And you know what? Again, if someone fucking steals it, <laughs> my idea was a group of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, all like bros and all that sort of shit. And, they say like to one of them, they, they get into a fight and basically they say like, oh, you're like, you're dead to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the rest of the movie, you believe that this guy is then dead because. Oh, yeah. Okay. But then it's revealed. They at the end of, fucking they, with they, him. They're all just like, no, no. We, so he goes to a party. No one acts like he, so he does, he goes about yeah, his yeah, life yeah. and no one acts like he's there. Whenever he's with his friends, he's like, why can't anybody see me? That's fucking cool. And then it's like the whole movie, he thinks he's dead. He tries to figure out why. And then at the very, very end, they, were just like, they all just stand there and they all just like look at him and they're just like, and then it just ends. Cause they're just like, we finally reveal that. Oh my God. And I was like, you know what? Hey, that's a good idea. Maybe a big you year. Could, you, could, you could do that in like a, an, in a lockdown setting. Oh my God. Cause that way, you, cause that way you couldn't leave the house. Absolutely fucking. Oh, looks like Pete and I are going to have a real busy year. Yeah, maybe. On top of everything else that we've got. In our 2023 recaps, like Pete and I wrote and produced (laughs) two feature films. Yeah. (laughs) A Japanese body Body horror 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 movie and a, yeah, I don't know what mine would be. But I, 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 I wrote a horror movie as a teenager. I remember. I know yeah. we've spoken about yeah. this. We briefly touched about it on the Scream episode. We did, yes. We did. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that will have to make a reappearance. Yeah, no. So. On that note. On that note. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, be on the lookout for the next episode. 
Nick Swix Fix Instagram and Twitter, NovastreamNetwork.com for all my reviews and interviews. Uh, and Pop Culture Essentials podcast coming back very soon after a brief New Year's Christmas hiatus. Yes. Uh, um, Nova Stream Networks podcast with our friend Alice Lee. So I will be on the Pop Culture Essentials podcast as well. Yes, you will. Um, and as a co-host. And as a co-host. Yes. Uh, rated PDG for Instagram and Twitter. And theaureview.com for mm. all of my interviews and reviews. And we don't have anything concrete for the year yet, but this thing's if 2022 up. was an indication, 2023 is going to be all right. 2023 is going to be a some, some things in the pipeline. There's some the big, there's some, some big confirmations interviews. waiting to be confirmed. Yes, and let's just let's just say we won't be quiet if this confirmation comes through. Oh fuck no, absolutely no. not. You will be hearing about it on our socials. Uh, yeah. Follow the podcast, download the episodes. Your support means a lot. And now on the YouTube's, yeah, leave a like, leave a comment, leave a subscribe. Comment. Subscribe to the podcast. Like and subscribe. We'd very much appreciate it. And if you like the video format, let us know. Yeah, and if you don't, well, fuck all of Well, you. tough shit. Yeah. But until the next episode, bye! bye.